Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535 on Rock 102. It's going to be a nice day today. Sunny and a high of 53. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 55. It's 44 right now in downtown Springfield. Um, You ready for the winning Powerball numbers? Yeah. Let me get my... Let me get my ticket. They are. Wait. Just waiting. Loading. Loading. <laughs> they haven't picked a winner yet. They're, they're kind of they're kind of delaying the drawing. Yeah, these dudes got like one job to do. Yeah. It's to it's to pick balls out of a hopper and read the numbers. And actually the hopper does all the work for you. Just Pretty much. Sh- you just uh, push the push the button and the ball comes up. I'm sure. Yeah. This is a this is a perfectly logical explanation as to why they did not release the numbers of the balls. I don't know. Speaking of balls, it's also election day here in uh, the country. Election. What? It's election day. Oh, Midterm well, elections. You know, that just changes all of my choices now. Certainly changes what you were going to do for the rest of the day. Yeah. It's it the platform I was standing on. Let me tell you something. Today's show has the potential to be groundbreaking and history-making. Yeah. Mr. Barry Krieger will be here. He'll be here. After 8 o'clock today. That's right. He's I am so excited. Grace us with his presence. Oh, my God. We're going to hear all the things that bothers Barry. What bothers Barry? That's right. It's 536. With Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. What's that on your face? Uh, catch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 551 and Van Halen with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Going to be sunny today with a high of 53. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 55. It's 43 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aquapump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well through the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Uh, Elon Musk decided to put his $8 fee for verified Twitter accounts on hold until tomorrow because he was worried it would cause chaos with the midterm elections. Mm. Meanwhile, Whoopi Goldberg is leaving Twitter because it's a mess. And then uh, most of America said, Whoopi Goldberg is on Twitter? Did anyone even care? <laughs> Since, I mean, how many people are actually following yeah. Whoopi Goldberg? Uh, I'm not. Me either. I uh, I don't really follow, like, I think I've followed people in the beginning just to follow people. So I haven't really gone through my who I follow. I don't really even use Twitter. Not I either, really don't. Neither do I, because yeah. it's a total cesspool. Not that Facebook is any better, but... Twitter is just uh, is god awful. Thank God there's new ones coming up. Mastodon, Counter Social, Usync, all new platforms. I got to get into Usync. I like. Yeah, I know. I like that's the sound. Sync. What's the one? What's the one that the guy, the former guy from Twitter, started? What's I'm not that sure. one? Sure. Is that that's probably one of those that you just mentioned? Probably. Uh, Chris Evans has been named People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive for 2022. Sorry. You and I came in this close I, for I second know. place. Well, it was a. Uh, we let him win. We felt bad for him. Uh, he says, quote, really, this will just be a point of bullying by my friends. It's ripe for harassment. Yeah, don't you act all modest like that. Don't tell me you're not walking around going, hey, I'm the sexiest man alive, according to People Magazine. Listen, Steve, it's just enough being the sexiest man in the 413 area code. 
Yeah, that's a that's that's hard enough. You're it's right. it's a burden. Yeah, I shoulder that every day. Uh, Sly Stallone admits uh, he put work ahead of his family, but he won't let it happen again. That's why he's doing a family reality show. "Quote: I thought it, I thought it would be the ultimate home movie." <sighs> I'm sure, it's going to be good. Did, didn't you see how that worked out for those uh, for everybody the, else who the, tried it? The Osbournes and. <laughs> All, all the other families that were torn apart because of the invasive nature of reality television. Didn't Alan Thick before he died, wasn't he involved in a show with his kid? Or was that I, just I an episode of a show? That I don't even remember. Uh, several cans of compressed air were found in Aaron Carter's home, a likely sign that he was huffing. The last time anyone saw him alive was 2 a.m. Friday. It was Aaron's housekeeper who found him dead more than 24 hours later. I read this story yesterday about neighbors who lived near him. That while they are sad that he has died, they are glad he doesn't live next to them anymore. Apparently, he's not a real good neighbor. No, he was a horrible neighbor. Well, you think about it, you know, he's a kid with a lot of money, and he was probably throwing wild parties every weekend Mm -hmm. on a quiet street. Now... You know, granted, there's other rich people that live on the street, but just because you're rich doesn't mean you don't you have to put up with that kind of crap. Listen, we've all been there from time to time when uh, a neighbor passes on, mm-hmm. and there's a part of you who feels it's just a bittersweet goodbye. Yeah, like part of you says, "Oh, that's too bad," and the other part of you says, "I can't wait for the next neighbors." I cannot. Yeah, maybe you never know though. Yeah, let's see. Let's see who else is coming in. Yeah, what if Charlie Sheen moves into that neighborhood? You know, I'd almost rather have Charlie Sheen. You think he's calmed down quite a bit? Uh, no, it's because I think his parties are probably a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, Rihanna's favorite body part to show off is her booty. Really? I would have thought that it's a big forehead. Especially now that she's had her baby. Uh, although when she was asked 10 years ago, she also said her booty. So she, nothing, nothing much has changed. I know. I don't know. I, I, I can't really get past the big forehead. Uh, Seth Rogen says Steven Spielberg was emotionally was really emotional making his semi-autobiographical movie The Fablemans. Quote, he would cry a lot openly. I saw him cry dozens of times throughout the filming of the movie. You sure he wasn't crying over Seth Rogen's performance? Yeah, I would, I would think so, too. Like, why did I hire this kid? Seth Rogen is like a good, like, comedy actor. But when you try to put him in serious roles, it's like... He's not a leading man, that's for sure. You can't see him not be a stoner, you know? <laughs> uh, Ryan Reynolds said Taylor Swift's music is like a religion in his house. He added that his kids only recently found out Taylor is famous. They thought she was just an aunt or a close friend. Oh, that would be nice, yeah. having uh, Taylor Swift come up. You know what? I had Barry Krieger in my house. Uh, everybody just calls him the old man that sits in the corner at the parties. I don't. I don't let anybody in the house. You don't. Not, well, I mean, comparatively speaking, I don't let. Well, you know, Barry Krieger's never come to the house. You know, with this partnership we have with Western Mass News, uh, you got Dan Brown that lives uh, not too far away from you. You should invite him over. In my old life, he lived across the street, down the road. Really? A piece. Yeah. Wow. We lived on the same street, and you never hung out together. Huh? We never hung out together. Well, now that you moved a town away, maybe you can hang out with him now. Nah, I'm all set. Nah, I'm just. I'm I mean, just no, 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 no uh, nothing against Dan. He spent 20 years building up his uh, his cachet. I'm just saying, yeah, you know, it's like I gotta go all the way out there now. 
I'm surprised, uh, you know, you don't have these lavish uh, good time buddy parties. Uh, you know, all your good time buddies from the fort coming down. I know how to separate good yeah. time buddies from my personal life. Uh, when Alice Cooper did The Muppet Show in 1978, he kind of forgot the puppets weren't real. Quote, after a while, you start talking to them, and they talk back. They become people. That is kind of weird. You don't, you don't pay attention. It's like, you ever see like a, like, a, like a ventriloquist? Yeah. You wind up talking to the dummy, not the guy who's actually doing all the work. Right. Even though it's the, well, you don't know. Maybe it's that Twilight Zone episode where the dummy is actually alive. And it's the ventriloquist. Who is really being led by the dummy. That's the irony of the Twilight Zone. You see? I get it. I um, get it. What was the one? I, I'm trying to think of the... Uh, oh, I, I saw that uh, Broadway show, the Avenue Q. Mm-hmm. You know, where they do all the puppets? Yeah. And those people are standing right next to the puppets, but your suspense of disbelief, you don't even see them, really. You only see the puppets. You're only seeing the puppets. Hey, uh, Kanye made a scene uh, and flew off the handle at Kim during one of their kids' soccer games. Really? That's what, you know, responsible parents do. Yeah. Well, she must have something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I flew off the handle was when Ray J gave me the Twinkie and the Stinky and that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for thirty nine ninety five. Think I'm off Twinkies for a while. Kaylin? The chocolate ones? Either one. Well, I never got that done dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once pickled the Prime Meridian. <laughs> A little pelvic pinochle. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. What are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I greased the loaf pan and went crab fishing in the Dead Sea. <laughs> and Kanye? All this divorce paperwork, Kim wants an anal mint. An annulment. It's anal mint. No, it's an annulment. It says right here, <laughs> Kim wants an anal mint. They're both going to leave a bad taste in your mouth, Kanye. This whole thing is leaving a bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> Such an injustice. And that's your Hollywood T-Rash at Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Ego, and Craftsman. Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, there are times when I fall asleep at night and dream of a situation where I could say no thank you to the final three years of a $120 million contract. Sure, there may still be $60 million on the table, but this is my dream, and while a man's dreams aren't always bound to any sense of reality, wouldn't it be nice to say, hey, you know what? I'm not so sure I'm happy only making $20 million a year. I would like to test my fair market value on the open market and file for free agency. Now, the reality is my own fair market value sucks, but if you are Xander Bogarts of the Red Sox, you don't have to dream of these making these kinds of decisions. You can make them while you're wide awake. You see, folks, the Red Sox have until Thursday to offer Xander Bogarts a contract extension that's A, better than what he's currently making, and B, uh, better than what they tried to sign him for last spring. With free agency officially beginning on Thursday, the Red Sox will have to ramp up their game because clearly... There's not a player in baseball that wants to sign with a last-place team well below what they're worth to somebody else. Xander Bogarts happens to be one of the few Red Sox players that might actually deserve more than he's getting paid, even if he's getting paid almost 9% of the team's total payroll. He did hit 307 this year, also led the team in hits, steals, and on-base percentage, and if that's not worth just a little bit more than $20 million a year, then I don't know what the hell would. Either way, it sure would be nice to tell your employer, hey, listen, my contract stinks. I want another one, one that's bigger and fatter and comes with more stuff. 
Unfortunately, those are the kinds of scenarios that don't really apply to the real world in troubled economic times. Instead, this is the sort of thing that can only happen in Major League Baseball and should not be an indicator of what you might be able to get away with later on today. All I know is it sure is fun to think about even if you have no possible chance of actually getting away with it, which you don't. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Get a Stanley Wonder Bar, 10 bucks at Rocky's. Get a set of Irwin Spade Bits, 10 bucks. Get a set of DeWalt Blades at your for your reciprocating saw. Only 10 bucks. It's a 10 buck tool sale, bits and blades, and hand tools all month long at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Duke Springfield's Classic Rock at 612 and Skinner. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, sunny and 53 today. Sunny and 55 tomorrow. It's 44 right now in downtown Springfield. Well, let me pull out my uh, my winning numbers for Powerball last night. Um, <clears throat> I don't think you have any. Are you sure about that? I'm pretty sure. Uh, last night's drawing, which uh, was going to be $1.9 billion, mm-hmm. that drawing or the results of it have been delayed because there were problems. You know, it would be interesting to find out, and of course, none of these news sources even explain this, but how many times this has happened with any, because you think about, we only pay attention to the giant jackpots that they have. Yeah, we don't pay attention to the tiny ones. Yeah, has this ever happened with like a $23 million jackpot or a $29 million jackpot, something on the lower end of the scale? Uh, It would be interesting to find that out. According to uh, the California Lottery. Monday's drawing has been delayed due to a participating lottery needing extra time to complete the required security protocols. So they, they don't they don't announce the numbers until every single state, all 48 of them, submit their sales and their play data prior to the selection. Uh-huh. There was a problem last night, uh, which basically derailed the entire thing. Now, this to me, you know, I'm no expert. This to me sounds like there's some sort of hacker yeah. getting into the system. That's exactly and what it, screwing the whole damn thing up. When you say security protocol, it's not like they haven't done these drawings before and it's not like they haven't had a mega jackpot like this before. Well, I mean this is the record breaking one, but still they've had high the last one was like one point eight billion or something. Wasn't yeah. it the, uh, the 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 previous big one record breaker? It was. Yeah. But I but I don't but I don't ever recall hearing a story where someone tried to jack into the system. And they're not saying that, but the inference is if it's a security protocol, mm-hmm. what creates that other than someone trying to weasel their way into you know, selecting numbers or you know there's something that's just not on the up and up. It's real sketchy. Which you know what? Uh I can't say I'm terribly surprised when you're talking about a jackpot of $1.9 billion. I think you're right. Probably happens a whole hell of a lot when it's a $2 million or a $10 million jackpot. Somebody's hacking into the system, the computer system. Because that's like low-hanging fruit. It's like, uh, you know, who's watching... Who's watching a $10 million jackpot anymore? Who's watching the watchers? That's what I would like to know about it. So uh, they are going to announce the numbers on the Powerball website when they're damn well ready to do so. But I don't think that's yet. So no. if you're if you're waiting to see if you're the winner, the sole winner of $1.9 billion, you might be waiting a little bit because I don't think they just fix this in an hour. 
This is going to be no. like a full day or so. This is probably going to be a couple of days before they figure this out. And, yeah. then, and then what? And then do they do the drawing like, oh, we figured it out. Uh, the drawing will be on Tuesday afternoon. No, I bet. No. I bet. Because, uh, you know, I, I'm uh, I'm no IT guy. I'm no expert. in computer. No, I'm really not. Hmm. Uh, I'm not an expert in computer uh, security. But I think a reboot and a new password is probably probably all Powerball needs to do to get this thing working right. Yeah, probably. That's uh, that's always been the case whenever I've been infringed. I just uh, I got up this morning and I'm like, oh, I better check those numbers on those tickets I bought. I bought ten dollars worth of tickets. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. So five nu- five numbers. Oh no, I, I'm sorry. I got ten numbers, twenty bucks. Oh, okay. Five sets of numbers I got. Okay. I'm like, all right, let me go go check, and then it just has that. Little uh, loading, loading, mm-hmm. pending, pending, uh, and I was like, "Wow, what happened?" And then I look and I see, "Oh, security problems." Sure, there is. What time of day did you do this? At night? No, I just did it. Uh, I don't know, four o'clock in the morning. Oh, 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 oh! I see. I, see I didn't wait up for the Powerball drawing to happen. No, not at eleven. I'm sleeping at eleven o'clock at night. I, I can, I can try to sleep through the night, not knowing. But my God. I mean, is should this shock anybody? No, no. It doesn't shock me at all. I'm surprised you don't hear about this happening all the time. You know, yeah, I once once saw this uh, documentary of this kid in the 80s yeah. who was a, uh, some sort of computer expert and uh, was playing a game and somehow launched this global thermonuclear war uh, going on. I, I don't know how the hell he did it, but... Uh, at the very end, just as the the, the Russians and the uh, the U.S. were about to start bombing each other with nuclear yeah. weapons, he was able to stop it. But it got away from him for a little bit. Again, a reboot and a new password. I believe uh, you're uh, you're describing the exact plot line to Matthew Broderick's War Games. Oh, you've seen it. Oh, I have, yeah. A very yes. interesting documentary. Yes, very good documentary. Hey, uh, Donald Sutherland was in that, wasn't he? Uh, he might have been, yes. Yeah, and... Um, who else was in that movie? I don't know. I didn't see it since it came out in the theaters um, a million years ago. What was the movie? There was a movie back in the 80s where, or 80s or 90s where the guy worked at the TV station and he hooked up with the lady that was pulling the lottery balls and then they tried to fix the lottery so they'd win the lottery. Do you remember, do you remember something like that? Yeah, vaguely. I don't know if it was Alec Baldwin. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, you, know. you know how short-tempered he could be. Oh, yeah. You don't want to have him shooting off anything. Yeah. Balls or bullets. <laughs> anything like that. I'd rather take the balls, but the ping-pong ones. But, uh, yeah, the, the, they have no winner. They have not done the drawing yet of the uh, the biggest Powerball jackpot ever. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to have to wait, which sucks. I saw this story. I actually thought it was kind of interesting. Uh, that winners, depending on what state you're in, mm-hmm. will be hit with a massive tax bill. Uh-huh. The uh, the states that you do not want to uh, to win in uh, include, I believe, uh, California, Florida, and Tennessee. Well, they will jack you in the worst way. Yeah, but you know, so what? You're still getting enough money that you don't have to ever worry about if you if you the interest alone uh, mm-hmm. on on even a hundred million of the of those dollars that you would win. You could live off the interest of that. Oh, yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But, you know, here in, in Massachusetts, mm-hmm. so the tax on that would be 5%. Yes. Okay. But- in Connecticut, it's 699 
But if you lived in Washington, D.C., you know what the tax is on a, on a, on a jackpot like what? this? 10.75. They, they can kiss 10.75% of my ads if they're going to look for, for that kind of scratch. Tennessee does that? No, I actually I take that back. That was uh, where th- yeah. I misread the story. Tennessee is is uh, is uh, what is Tennessee? Tennessee. I, you don't let, let's put it, you don't want to live in Tennessee. But Maryland, New York, New Jersey, and Oregon all over eight percent. Get out of here with but, that. By the way, John Travolta and Lisa Kudrow. I can't remember the name of the movie, but the, the, I do now. I never remember the actors in it. Now that it was pointed, Billy the Trash Man. By the way, yeah, thank you, yeah. Billy. But you you couldn't give us the uh, couldn't give us the title of the movie. Well, he's not that he's not that good. <laughs> he's good, but he's not. Yeah, that he's, good. he's. I yeah. mean, he's busy removing trash. But as far as the, uh, the the tax thing goes, it's like I don't understand how they tax so much of it when you know you hear about all all these billionaires who who don't like pay any taxes. Like yeah. Jeff Bezos didn't pay any taxes last year. Which is crazy to me well, that he owns pretty much the entire country. He's got the, he's got the well, he's got the standard deduction. Yeah, uh, probably some business expenses he can uh, child care. deduct. Probably yeah. some de- other deductions we're not aware of. Yeah. Oh, his uh, interest rate, uh, his uh, interest on his mortgage. Uh, there's probably some charitable contributions that he made uh, during the, uh, the but, fiscal year. But I never understand. Okay, you take a lump sum op- lump sum option, you only get half. Yeah. So ha- why? Because that's taxes, or is that just oh, they, that's it's, all the money that they have to give you? So it's it's taxes, state, federal, whatever. Right, but fifty. It's you, isn't it? Like twenty nine percent, twenty nine percent for federal, and then like the five percent for the state, like you just yeah, said. So, yeah. but that doesn't equal fifty percent because that's what they're taking from you. Uh, I think it's higher than twenty. What did you say? Twenty twenty nine percent. I think it may be as much as thirty three, thirty four. But see, that's but, ne- I, but never the but yeah. nevertheless, if you were going to take it in an annuity where you get paid every year, you're getting taxed on that money every single year. The lump sum makes more sense because they tax it once, yeah, and then that's it. I want Jeff Bezos' accountant that you don't have to pay any taxes. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That, yeah. that accountant is worth wanna, paying for. I want to find that out. Absolutely. But it, uh, but yeah, I, I I'm I'm not holding my breath. Hold on to your tickets, though. Don't uh, don't just give up. No, no. But you'd yeah. like to think that they get this resolved before the next drawing, which is what Wednesday. Wednesday. Wednesday? Yeah. Or is it? No, it's it's Monday and Saturday. I thought. I don't even know. I don't. I can't keep up with all these things. I'm never going to win it anyway, so it doesn't matter. Six twenty-two with Max and Nagel and Rock one hundred two. Palmer Pete. Rock one hundred two. Springfield's classic rock. It's six twenty-nine in Rush with Bax and Nagel and Rock one hundred two. Uh, Dan Brand will give you the weather in just a minute. I don't need to keep saying that over and over. Again. Uh, is that a fact? Uh, actually, no, it's not a fact. You know what? <laughs> Forget it. You know what? Uh, I, I meant uh, he will later on this ah, hour. Okay. Uh, later on, uh, maybe next hour. Uh, anyway, it's going to be sunny and a high of 53. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 55. It's 44 in downtown Springfield. Uh, Barry Krieger is going to be joining us a little, uh, little bit later on today. Now, who is that? Barry Krieger used to be a news anchor in Providence. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about uh, Scott Cohen here coming in uh, criticizing me yesterday going, what? what's that all about? Uh, Barry Krieger at your house at a kid's birthday party? I have family and friends over when I have these parties. It's not like... It's not you like know. you and a bunch of eleven-year-old kids. No, no. It's, it's 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 a family get together because my kid uh, has a birthday every year around this time. Yeah. yeah, and you see 
Barry as yeah. being kind of part of the family. Well, he is part of the family. I mean, yeah, he, everybody likes him. You know, uh, the rest of my uh, family and friends like him. Uh, he's a, he's an interesting, entertaining man. Oh, he's got a lot of good comments. He does. I just, uh, you know, I was I was a little uh, put off by Mr. Cohen. Uh, <sighs> people, people get put off by Scott Cohen all the time. Uh, apparently, more than we think. <laughs> You wouldn't believe what they say about oh, him at that country club over in Northampton. My goodness. As soon as he walks out the door, they all start talking crap about him. Can you believe this guy? Hey, get a lot of this guy. I know. Yes. Well, I got that phony swinging dead cats here everywhere he comes in. <laughs> we got news next to Rock 102. Go to Gary Home Hyundai now. We've tra- 633 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car. Whether you trade it or not, here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Hey, 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 guess what day it is? Uh, Tuesday? It's election day! Yeah, baby! Woot! Get out the party favors and the hats and head on down to your local polling place. Can't decide whether I want to uh, save democracy or just get some extra sleep. Um... Sleep sounds pretty good about gotta now. I got to tell you, if, uh, you know, given, the, given the choice between the two, I'm almost thinking a nap makes more sense. Voters will be heading to the polls to participate in this year's midterms. Voters will begin walking into polling locations very, very soon as doors open at 7 a.m. Tuesday morning. They will remain open until 8 p.m. Tuesday evening. Some voters have already cast a ballot through early voting. Absentee voting and mail-in voting. In order to vote by mail, an application must have been filled out. Blah, 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 blah. You already had to do that. You can't yeah. do that now. You know, I've been uh, voting in the town in the sleepy burg of Hamden for a number of years now. Yeah. And every time there's an election, and I mean almost every time, and I don't know why this is, but I would like to put an end to it. Uh, I go into the polling station, see, right there in town hall. Yeah. And I march up there, getting ready to, to grab my sticker that says, I selected something or I messed something up or you know, yeah. I moved things around, yep. whatever it was. And I go in there and they say, uh, your address, please. And I mm-hmm. give them my address and my name. Mm-hmm. No record of me being a registered voter in my town. This has now happened to me three yeah. separate times. You know, the last time I went, uh, I can't remember which one it was for, but I went I went to, to go vote and the guy that previously lived at my address was had already had already voted or the, i think he but but he was it was my address right that he was the uh, the occupant for. is he no longer is he still living in town i believe he is so i think and he hasn't updated his information i i don't i don't think so uh, but but i did update my information like many many months before this particular election happened right and uh I was like, uh, oh, and they had, then they had to like fix something. They had to go back in the voter rolls and you know oh, check I, and uh, you know because they still had my old address. Yeah, which again, I'm only you know right down the street, but you would think that would have been updated uh, by that point. And then uh, you know after this whole thing, and they finally give me the ballot, I'm like, all these people worried about election fraud. It's not fraud. It's just Betty who can't keep <laughs> uh, you know the voter rolls in place. I don't know how they, I don't know how, like, for. I don't understand. I mean, it's, if I vote every year and I go to the same place all the time, they should have a record of me being a registered voter. Same thing with you. It's like, uh, you know, how 
difficult is this really if we keep doing it over and over again every single year? I just like stickers. That's all I want is the sticker. I know. I like the, I like having the sticker. I'm going to go in. I'm going to I'm going to vote uh, uh, Mayor Dom Dom for everything. And then, uh, dude, he, he's not the mayor of your town. Well, I'm not talking about them. Uh, no, he's he's going to be ri- a right oh, in, right in. All of the oh, yeah. all of the things, uh, you know, even questions. Yeah, he's the kind. Of, he's the kind of guy that <laughs> questions. Yeah, he's the kind of guy that could run the the entire region. He could run the entire country. I would like to see President Dom Dom. That would be. Uh, you imagine how kick ass that would be. Yeah, yeah, we'd be uh, kicking ass and taking names. It's Mayor Dom Dom. It's President Dom Dom <sighs> on the scene. You know, I like Dom. Don't get me wrong. And I think he's a good guy, good mayor, been a solid cheerleader for this uh, for the city of Holmes for many, many years. Mm-hmm. But if he suddenly were to become the president of the United States of America. He'd forget all about us. He would forget us in a heartbeat. He wouldn't even know uh, uh, Bax and who. Yeah, there, there would be no more phone calls on your birthday. There'd be no more... Uh, Bex, Dominic Sarno, congratulations yeah, yeah, on your yeah. nomination for the Broadcasters Hall of Fame. Well, uh, I, God bless Dom Sarno. I've always said about Dom, he's a, he's a very eloquent man. He, yes. Uh, he's very uh, kind and he's very thankful. Sharp dresser, too. Huh? Sharp dresser, too. Sharp that hair. Ooh, oh, who, perfect. Who could resist that hair? And, uh, but <laughs> he, uh... He's he's very eloquent. He writes thank you notes. Mm-hmm. He just randomly sends me stuff in the mail sometimes. Like if he sees my picture in the paper, he'll cut it out and he'll put it in the paper and you know, or put it if, in the mail. And- I don't know if eloquent it would be the, the word I would use. Considerate. He's a preposterously considerate man. Yeah, I don't know how he remembers all the names. I, don't, I have no idea. You, I can't remember people. You'd think like he'd be like a guy like that would have to be insanely well organized. But have you seen his office? Yeah, it's yeah. chaos, total, no. and utter chaos. Yeah. It looks it looks like a scene from Hoarders. Well, that's like my desk. Yeah, but well, no, because you had someone go in there and clean it. I cleaned it because <laughs> I didn't know if I was going to keep working here. Yes. That's why I cleaned it out. Understood. But uh, but I. But I, but I did. Yeah. I continued working here. And here you are. And here I am. But, um, but yeah, you know, my desk used to be very, very messy. It's a sign of intelligence. Messiness is a sign of intelligence. And it's not messy. Like, Dom Sarno doesn't have, like, coffee stains everywhere. It's mm-hmm. just clutter. It's organized clutter. Empty desk, empty mind, cluttered desk, cluttered mind. That's what I've heard. Really? I've heard, yes, I've heard that. I don't know. Uh, how, yeah, you know, my right now my office is pretty clean, but if you open up the drawers in my desk, oh my yeah. god, it's like no semblance of order, whatever. Yeah, didn't you ever see? So we've had bosses here in the past where you go in their office and they've got like a piece of paper and that's it on their desk. Well, nothing, they didn't do anything to, during the day. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like uh, you know, it's a it's a sign that work is getting done. Mm-hmm. The uh, Chicopee police are asking for the public's help in identifying a vehicle involved in a hit and run. The driver of the vehicle was involved uh, with another vehicle on Friday and was last seen in the Burnett Road area, according to a Facebook post by the Chicopee police. Police believe the uh, vehicle is a Chevy Equinox and are looking for license plate information. They have these uh, photos of the car, but the license plate you can't read. Chicopee police spokesman Travis Ordione. Is that how you spell it? O-D-Orney. How do you say that? I really don't know. O d i o r n e. How would you pronounce that? Or or uh, ordione? No, no or. No, it's o d i o r n e. 
O-D-I-O-R-N-E. Yeah. Odeon. Odeorn. Okay. O-D-I-O-R-N... With an E? The Chicopee spokesman. Gotcha. That's what we'll just call him. You're you're asked to call him. (laughs) Call him if you have any information about it. Okay. Uh, on Monday night's, uh, on the agenda on Monday night's Amherst Town Council meeting, it uh, was a discussion in response to an interaction between police and teenagers over the summer. Western Mass News first brought you that story earlier this year in July after a video showed officers telling teenagers that they do not have rights. And on Monday, we learned from the president of the Amherst Town Council that she is making a motion to postpone this discussion to next Monday, November 14th, which would be the second postponement this month. They don't really want to talk about what's going on here. No, but teenagers do have some yeah. rights. Now now they're getting answers on why the motion keeps getting postponed. To remind you, in July earlier this year, a video went viral on social media where an officer can be heard telling teenagers that they don't have the rights due to their age. Western Nass News spoke with Leon Smith, an attorney and executive director for nonprofit Citizens for Juvenile Justice. He shared his reaction. He said, we initially saw the video online. And as someone who's practiced for many, many years in the juvenile justice system, it was immediately jarring to me to see, for me to see an abuse of authority, in my opinion. Uh, these uh, young people were held in custody. They were questioned without an interested adult. And despite the fact they were not free to leave, they were not read their Miranda rights. There were multiple things wrong with this encounter. Town counselors were set to resume their discussions uh, Monday on how to best respond to that interaction. But Town Council President Lynn Gracemeyer uh, said that uh, in a statement why she's recommending the postponement. I'm doing this because there are several amendments to the motion that is on the floor and two to three new motions under consideration. We have too much stuff to get to. Yeah, this is uh, this is like the last thing we should get to, whether or not your kid who's been arrested has rights. Well, probably because they think they know it's going to take longer than mm. 20 minutes to discuss. What was, it, was that the meeting they were at last week that was like four hours long or six hours long or something like that? Uh, Wasn't that the one? It, it could have been. I think that was the one. And they, they they sat there all night long and they didn't even come to an agreement on anything. You ever been through like a like a town meeting? You ever been to like a town meeting? Unfortunately, yes. I, I've been to a couple of town meetings, uh, yeah. you know, like meetings with like the planning commission or whatever, you know, what, whatever it is. What a bunch of nonsense goes on in those uh, those meetings. Yeah. I mean, between the commissioners or city councilors or what, it's all nonsense. My goodness, get to the point. If I've, if I've come in here to, to observe yeah. whatever the hell you do, chop, chop, well, people. Listen, it's just like, you ever watch C-SPAN? Yes. And you, and you watch, like, the procedures and all the things that they do? Mm-hmm. It's the most boring thing you could watch by no. watching people argue over things that... You probably don't even know anything about. You're only going to watch for the things that really are important yeah. to you. I mean, there's there's no opening monologue. There's no theme song. There's no uh, there's no dance numbers. It's awful. This, well, they found that Merv Griffin set in the dumpster behind uh, behind the somebody was throwing that away. Is it possible that you look better today than I've ever seen you? <laughs> Whoa, well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Western Mass. Oh, no, no. Is it more? Is it possible that you are more beautiful today than the last time uh, you were here? Last time I saw you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Western Mass News is also getting answers after a number of complaints came into their newsroom about motorist tires going flat in Holyoke. Remember we talked about this last week because of the nails. Yeah, last week motorists were traveling down Canal Street in Holyoke when suddenly their tires popped. That was due to nails being left all over the road. On Monday, they went to Rookies and uh, and Sons Tire Shop. Remember Didn't, I that's exactly I, what you said. I said that. They said that since last week, they've taken care of 40 to 50 customers who had their tires popped on Canal Street. They also showed us the nails they've been pulling out of the tires. You know what? This guy's cleaning up down there. Well, wait a minute. If he's just pulling nails out of a tire, is he just plugging them? Well, yeah. Or is he replacing the tires? A, a plug costs 20 bucks. No, oftentimes, I don't even get charged for a plug. Well, it depends on where you go. I guess so. I uh, I got charged for a plug there. Well, you know what? I didn't buy the tire there, though. Oh, that, yeah, that might yeah. be a difference, too. Maybe. If, if you had purchased it. The, really, they have like some of the best customer service I've seen. Mm-hmm. No, anyway, I've been there. I've been there. Local, lo, Nice, good local business. Oh, yeah. I love the smell of a tire shop. Yeah, it is. Uh, there's something, something about, about it. that something. rubber and dirt and just, you know, that, that grime that I just, I just... I'm not, I'm not just you know singling out you know rookies. I mean, it could be anybody. It's just yeah. like, I love the smell of of an enormous uh, amount of rubber. Well, I remember I left my uh, I had to leave my truck over at Marcotte Ford for uh, a considerable amount of time, mm-hmm. and uh, you know I had the loaner, so it's like you know it's a new car that they give you to drive around in. Right. Um, but by the time the car came out of the shop, it smelled almost like a new car because it had been sitting next to new cars all day long like yeah. in this in the shop. And yeah, new shop, car smell is contagious. Yeah, but even that shop has like a. It's like a good mechanical smell. You know, yes. it's not like a, there's something about the, the dealership uh, garage. Doesn't sound like that greasy garage you go to with your local mechanic. <laughs> Years ago, yeah. uh, I got my car inspected at a, a, a nearby garage. And I don't even know if the, uh, the guys that were working there are even there anymore or if it's owned by the same guys. But this was like the first and last time I went to these guys because, you know, there are some people in that line of work, like there aren't every line of work that are just horrible people. What? Yes. Horrible human beings. Like I went in for a state inspection for my car. This this goes back to the 90s. This is how far back it goes. And the guy who was going to inspect my car started yelling at me. Because I wasn't, because I, yeah, I mean, I was bringing the thing into the garage, right? And doing it where I can, like, come on to the left. What's wrong with you? Yelling at He's you? screaming at me. He's yeah. like, dude, you know, you're going to get paid for this inspection. Why are you being a dink to me? Uh, just a, a, a customer off the street. You know why? Because he realizes that you need him more than he needs you. So why should he have to give you but any kind of mean, customer that, service? But that doesn't give you the right to be a dink. Well, but some people, uh, maybe he was really good at his job. No. He just didn't have any people skills. Well, that's that's just the thing. Yeah. If you don't have any people skills, put that guy in the back. Yeah, but don't you go, haven't you ever been to a business where you're like, wow, that guy's kind of a dick, but I still like the way he cooks this food or the way they. Uh, no, they... I, listen, I, I have, there are a, a number of business owners over the years yeah. where I have seen them berate their employees berate their customers and i just was there just to get something simple done the, i just went yesterday we we, we just started uh, a campaign with the uh, uh, autumn mist farm over in 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 feeding hills yeah 
And I'm not. I, I wasn't exactly sure where it was, and I stopped by there yesterday to to grab some uh, to meet and 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 stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, I didn't realize it was the old nine one one Burgers and Dogs on Westfield Street in Feeding oh, Hills. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Right. Now that place used to be. And Autumn Miss Farms is great, by the way. But I just that was a place that had really good burgers and really good hot dogs mm-hmm. and really good things. But the guy would like spout off his like political stuff when you were sitting in there. Uh, He'd be like uh, complaining about everything and blah, 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 blah. And it was like, okay, I can handle this <laughs> only because you make a good burger. Right. I wouldn't want to hang out with you in any other aspect of my <laughs> life other than you cooking that delicious burger. It's like people who boycott uh, Chick fil A. Well, they had said some things about homosexuals. I'm like, Okay, fine. They might be uh, uh, bigoted, but the chicken sandwich is still pretty damn good. <laughs> you got you got to separate the art from the artist. <laughs> yeah, absolutely it's, do. It's uh, forty three. It's six fifty one with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. I'm reading this uh, this story here. Uh, human remains found in Mississippi home after uh, reportedly uh, after dog reportedly seen carrying severed arm. Good boy. Good boy. What'd you bring me? Huh? Give me the give me the arm. Give me the arm. Go, go get it, boy. Yeah, they found they they, they see the, the somebody had their dog and the dog comes back with with the arm. Mm-hmm. It's like a cat coming back with your mouth. All those people who complain about their cats coming back with mice. Oh, he brought me a gift. That's disgusting. Yeah. Imagine an arm coming into your house. I had a uh, German Shepherd as a kid. Great, great dog. Yeah. Really, really good dog. And I'm on the phone one day, and, my, and uh, you know, I let him outside, let him back in. He drops a dead rabbit at my feet. Like, look what I got you. Yeah, and you, you know how I am with yeah. dead stuff. Yeah. I don't like dead stuff. That's gross. So I had to uh, get rid of the, uh, the, the, the the bunny carcass that he had uh, that he had dismantled. And then there was another time when, because uh, we used to just like let him out. You know, we yeah. lived kind of in the woods. He let him out. He'd come back, uh, you know, whenever he damn well felt like it. He, but he always came back. Well, one day he, uh, I don't know how he did this. He dragged uh, the head of a deer into the uh, into the, the driveway. A Again, head. Yeah. A, a whole a, head. A whole yeah. entire head. Now, I don't know if my dog was so bloodthirsty that the head was removed by my dog or if this was just something he found in the woods. I yeah. don't know. Well, I, but yet, I, those are the kinds of things you used to drag in. I had a, I, I had a dog uh, when I was a kid who used to he used to do the same thing. Mm. He would never chase. He was like a he was a mix between a golden retriever and a Britney spaniel, and uh, he would pretend like he was going to be a hunting dog. You know, so we, we'd had the, we had this woodchuck that lived in the back of our house. Yeah, and uh, we'd, he'd see the woodchuck, and he'd start running towards the woodchuck. And then all of a sudden he'd just take a right and run away from the woodchuck. Like he didn't he knew he was like, I'm not gonna F around with that thing. I'm just showing him that I can I can run after it. Yeah. But then one day he comes down the street, he's got this big woodchuck in his mouth. It's only because somebody hit it. Somebody killed it on the road and uh, he picked it up in his mouth and took the lazy to, yeah, way out. And we had to go, Oh, it was gross. It's it was awful. disgusting. Yeah. Man's best friend. But it's savage killer. Otherwise, yeah. So, yeah. Well, anyway. I don't know. See, my my dog doesn't really uh, go after anything. My dog lacks a lot of initiative. I have to tell you, he's a very yeah. lazy dog. Like if you take him for a walk and you go beyond say twenty yards, mm-hmm. he's done. He's like, okay, I've had enough. Let's go back. Yeah. He, uh, Wally chased a chased a groundhog around the property, mm-hmm. and the groundhog didn't know where to go because it tried to run. He didn't. 
you know, why, the groundhog's coming down like uh, this area behind my garage. Right. And then uh, Wally sees the thing, but the thing doesn't see him. So they almost get like nose to nose and once he gets to the driveway. Like the groundhog comes around the thing and it goes, boo, surprise, there's a big black lab bear for you. <laughs> and then he starts running towards the house, the groundhog, and then while he chases after it, then the groundhog's like, I don't know which way to go. And the thing runs right past me. Like, uh, yeah, I wow. thought I was going to get attacked by a ravaged groundhog. I, I really wasn't, though. He was just trying to get away from the dog. <laughs> it was like, get the hell away from The me. dog is more intimidating than you are. Yeah, and then he, uh, then he chased after some turkeys a couple of weeks ago, and uh, they flew away. I thought the turkey was going to, like, peck his eyeballs out. Turkeys are very aggressive animals. Well, because I say, well, because I've I've driven. Uh, one time I was on Montgomery Road in Westfield, and I get down uh, get down to this area where you know it's like farm, a lot of farms around the area, right? And there's these uh, there's like these three turkeys hanging out in the road, and they won't move. They, like, I'm just sitting there, and the turkey's coming up, checking out my car. No, they're like a street gang. Be bopping, yeah, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, like, where are you from, cuz? Yeah, and I'm like beeping the horn. They don't, they don't even blink. They don't care. No, they don't care. They don't, and they'll roll you. But the, grab uh, your, grab your wallet, peck your little eyes out. So uh, he, he, you know, he's uh, going nuts, and he, and he gets outside, and he goes chasing after these turkeys. Turkeys fly away. Yeah, because I'm like, all right, bro, this is the end of you. Like, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to be, uh, you know, cleaning up your uh, the pieces of you off the my, off my yard when you messing with them turkeys. Yeah. If they didn't, uh, they flew away. Huh. I didn't realize that they. That well, maybe they'll come back another day to cause more problems. Maybe. Maybe they're just like uh, scoping the place out, eating my grass, and yeah, ticks right? and grubs. Yeah. Go eat your own tick. Go find another yard to eat ticks out of. It's six fifty six. A Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. Bill Johnson for states. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Outdoor Power Headquarters, Steel, Ego, and Craftsman, Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I don't know if you know this, but if you were to fire up your Googles and type in the word hateful scumbag and then the words Boston Bruins, you would be immediately launched into a Mitchell Miller rabbit hole of like-minded people wondering, what the hell were the Bruins thinking? As you know, last Friday, the Bruins signed 20-year-old prospect Mitchell Miller to a three-year contract to start playing with Providence, despite countless online reports detailing the history of his savagely bullying a developmentally disabled classmate who also happened to be black. These reports existed long before the Bruins signed him. They even existed long before he was drafted two years ago by the Arizona Coyotes, and they still exist even after he was dropped by the Coyotes less than a month later. So how exactly did the Boston Bruins not know any of this information? Yesterday, team president Cam Neely addressed the Mitchell Miller situation just days after the entire hockey universe came crashing down around them for this horrendous error in judgment. And according to Cam Neely, he and the Bruins organization failed to properly vet Mitchell Miller, saying, quote, I was under the impression it was a 14-year-old kid who made a really, really bad decision. I was under the impression that in the last six years, he had done a lot of work on himself. Yes, I'm sure you did. Of course, none of that work included an apology or remorse or any semblance of regret for torturing this poor young man. All he did was ignore all of the reports and sign him to a contract. You didn't reach out to the victim or his family. You didn't bother to ask the Arizona Coyotes what they had in this dirt bag. You just went ahead and signed them. 
All you had were impressions. A gut feeling that you were doing the right thing to help the team. Except you weren't. Instead, you had a mountain of opposition from Patrice Bergeron, Commissioner Gary Bettman, and every hockey reporter in the country wondering how the hell did nobody bother to look this up on the Googles. Jesus, even Bing would have helped, would have found the Mitchell Miller story for you to leaf through. And yet, you couldn't be bothered to do the right thing until you had to do the right thing, and by then, you didn't have any choice. Listen, I love the Bruins like the next guy, but this situation is disgusting. But hey, you know, my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Every home should have a few basic power tools. You know, a cordless drill, maybe a jigsaw. Go see AJ, the power tools expert at the Ludlow Rockies. AJ loves talking about power tools. Good people like AJ and rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 7-Eleven and Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Uh, nice day today, sunny and a high of 54. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 55. It's 43 right now in downtown Springfield. Ah, <sighs> ah, erection day. You going to vote today? Yeah, I'm going to vote. Yeah, I'm debating it. Oh, that's not the wrong. That's not the right one. I don't want You're to play. You're debating whether to vote or not. Well, I mean, you know, it's like uh, I got so many other things I got to do. You know, so many other uh, you know, pressing issues. This is your civic duty, Bex. <laughs> you just said duty. I know I did, didn't I? Uh, listen, let's just let's just identify the big bloated elephant in the room. Uh-huh. If you were going to uh, listen to this show mm-hmm. to decide which way you are going to lean mm-hmm. in an election cycle, yeah, you're not you're not using very good resources. You're, you're using terrible judgment mm-hmm. because we would be the last people to tell you how to vote. And yeah. uh, I don't like uh, endorsing candidates. Yeah, I, just I, don't, I don't like doing I don't it. even like talking about candidates. So we'll talk about the questions. <clears throat> now, the big questions. Here in Massachusetts, we got four uh, four basic questions. And, we'll tr- and we will try to knock off uh, at least some, because four is a big number. And I, and I lose track of, uh, of numbers. Mm-hmm. But the big one, question one is, uh, the Massachusetts ballot question one, additional 4% tax on income over $1 million. So if you're making a million dollars, and who among us is not? I know, right? Uh, the states would like to tax you just a little bit more because, as you know, uh, rich people get taxed quite enough as it is. And uh, They do? Yeah, they do. You know, for every uh, Jeff Bezos, who you uh, yeah. mentioned before, who doesn't pay a whole hell of a lot in taxes, mm-hmm. uh, the the in a year where the state is about to issue... Uh, tax refunds for everybody that may have overpaid throughout the year. Uh, they want to tax millionaires uh, an extra four percent, even though the uh, the case has been made that the top ten percent of wage earners in the country pay seventy percent of the taxes in the company and in, in the country. So, okay, you want to tax those people to death? Go right ahead. See what happens. They do. Yeah, that's uh, that's what they uh, that's what they tell you. Was that true? I don't know. This, I'm, this, I read it on the internet. If you don't know if it's true, no, I've I have heard that cited many, many times. That you know, because you're talking about you know, the percentage of of uh, the, the tax rate being so much higher, the higher you go up in income, that you know the top ten percent wind up paying seventy percent of all taxes, and yet there are certain people that believe that's still not enough. I'm voting yes because it doesn't affect me. 
<laughs> well, that's, that's a perfectly that's good how way. I'm going with it. See, I think the uh, the rich have suffered uh, long enough. Yeah, the poor, yeah, poor the, rich. Yeah, absolutely. And these these poor people are you know you know working their mm-hmm. nose to the grindstone to make that million dollars every year, and you know here we are wanting to take it away from them. Well, if I if I win 1.9 billion dollars today, yeah, in Powerball when they finally release those numbers, I'm not going to want to pay an extra four percent. They can kiss four percent of my ass as far as I'm concerned. Four percent. I will pay. What I I will pay the minimum of what I am expected to pay, and not a, another four percent more. You know, so I'm reading the in favor versus the against thing, mm-hmm. and then they, so the in favor it's a, by voting yes, you'll make sure that the very richest in Massachusetts, those who make over a million dollars a year, pay their fair share. Current tax rules allow multimillionaires to pay a smaller share in taxes than the rest of us. Question one: The millionaire's tax will make the Extremely wealthy pay an additional 4% on the portion of their income over a, a million. Now, against small businesses, uh, this is the argument against the question, small businesses, family farmers, homeowners, and retirees urge uh, no on question one. Question one nearly doubles the state income tax rate on tens of thousands of small business owners, large employers, and retirees. Question one uh, treats one-time earnings, the sales of homes, investments, businesses, pensions, and inheritances as income. This would suddenly force many residents into the new very high tax bracket, depend, uh, depleting the nest eggs of small business owners and longtime homeowners whose retirement depends on their investments. See, I think the way these questions are worded, it just saying, oh, they're going to tax the millionaires? I got no problem with that. But you don't always think about you know, what you're talking about here, that there are ramifications for that. Yeah. A million dollars sounds like a hell of a lot of money. But when you're talking about property and assets and everything else, it's really not as much money as you would like to think it is. Yeah. So are you like especially if you're like a business owner, you can have like a million dollar business but still go home with a very small income. Yeah, but it's why they have tax write-offs and things like that. Yes, so there you are can deductions. Deduct yourself so you don't get taxed over that rate. But you can't have it both ways. You can't right. say, well, you 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 maxed out all your deductions, so you're not paying as many as much tax money as you as you should. Mm-hmm. But you know, the, these are oftentimes deductions that are legal, and oftentimes deductions that are necessary for those businesses to survive. And then we say, well, you know, they didn't pay. They're sharing taxes. Well, actually, they paid about 70% of everybody uh, of the taxes in a state. So, yeah, no, they have paid their taxes, but they are also entitled to certain deductions. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm uh, uh, I'm going to go with a yes on that one. I'm going to probably say no because I'm uh, concerned about the wealth and, uh, and uh, fairness to the farmer and small business owner. All right, then. That's me. Well, there you go. We're split on that one. Question two is something I have no understanding of whatsoever. This is about regulations on dental insurance. A uh, yes vote on question two would regulate dental rates by requiring dental insurers to spend at least 83% of those dollars on dental expenses and quality improvements instead of administrative expenses. I would like to think that if you're paying for dental insurance, that what you're paying for is to ensure that you can afford dentistry. I never understood why dental health was not included in regular health insurance. It just blows my mind that it has never been under that guise because your teeth are, you know, bad teeth can be detrimental to your health. Sure. The rest of your body, you Mm -hmm. can get uh, abscesses, you can get... uh, what is what's that other stuff? Uh, gangrene? No, not gangrene. Uh, what's the 
Okay. Gingivitis. Gingivitis. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh man. man. You see some cases of gingivitis and make your toes curl. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that, like, one's connected to another, and I never understood why they never just included it all at once. Like, when you're a kid, I remember when my, my kids were little, up until the age of five, I believe, that medical insurance did cover that. And then once they turn five, then that's there's no longer. Well, at uh, at, at, f- at five, yeah. I don't. Know, I mean, I, I I say this not really knowing if that's true or not. But at five, if a kid's having problems with their dentistry, it usually is a medical condition more than anything else. Right. So, but I, but you're it's one is connected to the other for everybody. It's not just you know. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that you know, this is the insurance company's fault. They probably reimburse dentists. Differently than they would, you know, reimburse a medical doctor, mm-hmm. and they would argue that if you made it all and uh, you know put it all in one lump right. thing, it would increase the cost for everybody. Uh, here's what your vote will do: a yes vote would regulate dental insurance rates, including by requiring companies to spend at least eighty-three percent of premiums on mental member dental expenses and quality improvements instead of administrative expenses and by making other changes to dental insurance, and the no vote would make no change in the law. So there you go. Uh, question three. You ready to move on to question three? Sure, why not? Uh, let's see. This is about uh, alcohol uh, liquor licenses. Oh, that's a big one. I know. This would uh, Question three would cap liquor licenses uh, that a retailer can hold to 18, which is, uh, of which only seven can be full liquor licenses. It would also prohibit in-store checkouts of alcohol, uh, changes how fines are calculated, and add an out-of-state ID to the list of approved identification. You know, I uh, I don't agree with that because it kind of gives certain people the ability to own all of the liquor licenses. If you're holding them to only 18, no, you're not. Well, I mean... No, no retailer can own... 18. What does it say? Retailer can only... It, ca- it caps them at 18. Yeah. And of that 18, only seven can be full liquor licenses. Okay. So I don't, you know, I don't, uh, I don't really know. Yeah, but you're, I, I think you're opening up the door for these like chain places to come in and, uh, you know, hey, we, we got uh, five different liquor stores. Uh, yeah. We, I, all, we own them all. I prefer your Ma and Pa type of liquor store. You know, unfortunately, uh, the Ma and Pa liquor store is uh, going to be a thing of the past soon because a lot of these places are uh, are given up to a, these places like this mm-hmm. that, that, that want to dominate the market. You get store owners that own, you know, five or six different licenses in town for little mini stores. You ever go to the uh, the state uh, liquor store in New Hampshire? Yeah, once. I don't like it. Why don't you like it? Too big. Too many choices, too confusing. I like to go in. <laughs> What's confusing about it? You know what you want to drink, so why would you be confused about what you're gonna buy? Yeah, I know. It just it just seems like this like this endless thing where I just you know I usually if I go to a liquor store, I know exactly what I want. I want to get in, I want to get out, and yeah. maybe grab a lottery ticket and go home. I remember uh, when I uh, when I got married, we did our own. We we hired our own bartender and bought our own booze. Yes, and it was a lot. It wasn't a lot cheaper, but it, we bought all this stuff from Table and Vine. Okay. Because to drive to New Hampshire to get the exact same stuff, the savings on the taxes wouldn't have equaled the amount of gas, gas and labor that exactly. you put in to go in to get it. You know, you're driving an hour, hour and a half away uh, to get to a liquor store. 
it, it, it made more sense to well, just do it right here in your own backyard and pay the stupid tax on that. It. That is the other thing. I mean, yeah. you know, going all the way out there doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I mean, you have to be, you have to be in New Hampshire to say, okay, maybe this is worth it. But it's, you know, not really all that worth it. Uh, Number question, four. Question four. This is the uh, the driver's license eligibility for undocumented immigrants. Is the mm-hmm. only question that could be. That could repeal a current law. No, no vote would repeal the ability for undocumented immigrants to apply for a driver's license. A yes vote would keep the law in place. Which would allow uh, residents who cannot provide proof of lawful presence in the United States to obtain a driver's license or if they meet the other requirements for doing so. Here's the thing I don't understand. Um, let's just say that I am an undocumented immigrant mm-hmm. in this country. Now, there are benefits to having a driver's license, undeniable benefits of that. But on the other hand, I'm an undocumented immigrant. If I have a license, that requires me to disclose my whereabouts, my address, my height, my weight, the color of my eyes, whether or not I need corrective lenses to drive. If I'm trying not to be found by the government... I'm not so sure I really want a driver's license. Well, I'm not really sure that uh, a lot of these people don't want to be found. You know, I think there's a there's a misconception of what an immigrant is when we hear about that on on the news. You know, when you hear about it on the news, it's like, oh my god, these scary people are coming in and they're gonna rape everybody and stab everybody, and mm-hmm. it's simply not true. That's the, that that's. Yes, of course. There's going to be a level of crime with with any group of people who sure. you know, converge on any uh, area. But if I don't have but the proper documentations yeah. or visas to be in this country, yeah, and uh, let's just say that paperwork that I may have temporarily runs out, um, for my own protection and for the protection of my family, I'm not so sure I want to have so much documentation that I could easily be found and deported. Well, it's but I I also think that. You know, it's not a bad idea to know who who's in your neighborhood, who's uh, who's on the uh, who's I agree. On the rolls. I agree. Yeah. But that's why maybe the undocumented immigrant should then become documented legally on yeah. their way. Do you know towards how hard that is? To I know. Do? Well, I've always said that yeah. what they should do is streamline that process, and they, but they so don't. you don't have people waiting 10, 12 years to become citizen to to not only become forget citizenship because yeah. that's one thing, mo- but, mo- but just to be able to have the proper work documents and visas to be here. Most of the people, uh, you and I probably wouldn't even be able to pass that U.S. citizenship test. Oh God, no! They would toss us out just for the <laughs> because of our answers. Well, I mean, I I had a friend who uh, who went through it. Uh, I don't know, probably five or six years ago. Finally, mm-hmm. finally, after being in this country on a visa, he was on a visa for probably twenty years. Yeah, and finally gets the the citizenship thing. And it was like all these questions. I'm like, I wouldn't know the answer to those. No, but that's why you had to take a Stanley Kaplan course. A what? A Stanley Kaplan course, like Who's, if you're, like if you're like studying for the SATs or your LSATs, you take a Stanley Kaplan course, gives you all the not the answers, but uh, shows you how to take the test. The guy on uh, no, Stanley, I'm thinking of Stanley uh, uh, Roper, Stanley Stanley Roper. Roper, yeah, played by the unflappable Norman Fell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no, yeah, no yeah, not I'm the same that. thing. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's like I'd rather I'd rather uh, have people like no. If you're going to have somebody driving a car around, you should be able to license to be doing it. Sure. 
Because if you don't do that, then you got people driving all over the place that are that are, have no documentation. That's no- why I said there's undisputable mm-hmm. benefits to having one. It's just you know, if, if if I'm not here legally, I'm not so sure I want everyone to know that I'm not here legally. And a license would probably you're, do that. You're assuming that somebody would. Oh, did I, I started this whole thing off saying yeah. I have no idea what. Neither one of us have any idea what we're talking about. No, we really don't. I just, uh, you know, <laughs> just trying to get to the bottom so, of things. So here. vote today and vote often. Yeah, vote. To vote. It's 729 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. So I'm just, uh, somebody wrote in about the dental issue. The dental issue is simply forcing dental insurance carriers to spend more of what you pay them on your care. That was part of Obamacare when it passed, but it did not include dental. Right now, if health insurance carriers take your money to spend the majority of it on bonuses is illegal. So they can't administrator. You can't uh, mm. pay. Uh, hey, we're having a big, uh, huge blowout Christmas gala this year. Yeah, but uh, Bobby over here can't get a filling. Who cares? <laughs> you get a, a messed up smile to begin with. This is the mass regulation to uh, try and have s- that same rule for dental insurance carriers, but basically forces. More of every dollar that you pay uh, them to be spent on you. Well, thank there you, you Ben. Go. That thank makes you, all ben. the sense in the world. Thank you, Ben, for uh, writing in. Yeah, Ben, where morning. were you like 10 minutes ago when well, we were talking about Well, he did this. write it 10 minutes ago, and I uh, I wasn't paying attention to the email. <laughs> if we only had a producer. If only, yeah, if only we had more uh, resources at our disposal. Mm. Anyhow, we have news coming up next to Rock 102. 734. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news, and it is brought to you by uh, 413 ProTint. For tinting on your vehicle, home, or business, call 413 ProTint in Springfield today. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. The Holyoke police are looking for the public's help in identifying two suspects involved in an armed robbery. On Sunday around 6 p.m., the Holyoke police were called to Racing Mart on South Street for a panic alarm that was going off. Uh, it was later reported that it was an armed robbery. Officers began to search for the suspects with, uh, with one armed with a gun. However, they were not found. The following descriptions were provided by the Holy, Holyoke Police. Uh, suspect one, dark-skinned male wearing a dark-colored zip-up hoodie, black face mask or covering, and then the other one was a dark-skinned male with dark hair in a ponytail, uh, seen putting up his hood as he walks into the store wearing a gray or dark green jacket with a maroon hood. If you have any information or can identify either individual, you're asked to call... The Holyoke Police Department. What time of day was this? 6 p.m. 6 so p.m. It's dark. It was dark on uh, yeah. on Sunday. I was going to say, because, I mean, uh, you know, a hoodie and a jacket had to be very, very warm. It was a very mild day yesterday. Yes. Like you'd be sweating like a pig in that kind of thing. Yes. I know I would be. Uh, election day is across the country. It uh, is election day. Okay. Steve. Election. Really? Yes. Oh. I was uh, every other tomorrow will be election day tomorrow, assuming your candidates win. That's true. Uh, It's election day across the country. Voters are going to be heading to the polls. Actually, the polls are already open. 7 a.m. They opened and they're going to be open until 8 p.m. tonight. Some voters have already cast a ballot through early voting, absentee voting and mail in voting. In order to vote by mail, an application must have been filled out in advance. And those need to be received by the election offices by November 12th. So. Mm. You are ass out if you didn't do that earlier. Yes. I don't uh, I don't like the mail. You know, I don't like uh, mailing things. Everything is electronic now. I'd rather do electronic. Uh, I'm kind of with you on that one. Yeah. You know, it was uh, for the, 
the softball, my, my kid's softball thing, there was something with the website where you couldn't pay a fee online for some reason. Right. So they're like, oh, you can just send in a check. And I'm like, oh, my God, I haven't written a check. I don't even <sighs> have a check. I I will occasionally yeah. write a check. I used to write a check all the time. Yeah. I don't write the, I don't write checks anymore. But uh, occasionally I will will write one. But I prefer yeah. to kind of do everything online. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. I, I don't like uh, having a having a go uh, get, write a check. What? I feel like I'm even inconvenienced going to an ATM. Yeah. I would much rather have there be something in my house that would just spit out cash. Anytime I've uh, had to write a check as of late, it's always been like, yeah, I think the last time I wrote a check was when I when I bought my house and I had to go get a certified check yeah. from the bank. That's a pain in the ass. Yeah, but that no, it's actually pretty convenient. They write the check for you. They charge you ten bucks, and if you're a good customer, they don't charge you the ten bucks. And uh, I'm a good customer, by the way. I didn't have to get paid. What makes you so good? Well, I'm uh, I'm Steve Nagel. Yeah. They're like, yeah. oh, it's a, they all bow to me when I walk in the bank. Bow, or uh, is that like a like you know retching, uh, like a, you know, bent over? Cause yeah, I it's more like, yeah, it's more like a giggle. That's what like, I thought. Yeah, I yeah, wouldn't even think more of a giggle. I was thinking more like a like a vomit thing. Yeah, but I uh, I don't I don't uh, I haven't written checks in a long long time. No. Uh, Friends of the homeless and parent company clinical and support options cleared a uh, bar last week for its seventeen million dollar housing project at the former Fifth Alarm nightclub on Worthington Street. You see the uh, artist uh, rendition, the the artist uh, interpretation of what's going to go on there. Uh, no, where's that? Uh, oh, oh yeah, I see it. I'll tell you what, you'd almost be glad to be uh, living in a former strip club. What? Are you living in the former strip club, or are they knocking it? Is that the one that blew up? No, that would have been uh, Scores. Scores. Or the former Teddy Gotcha. Was that the former Teddy Bees? I don't know. I I don't even know. I can't keep track of all Springfield strip clubs. The smut in this town. You know, it is a grave loss to know that uh, the Fifth Alarm will not be repurposed for uh, for the purpose of what it used to be. That, you know, you won't... You won't have hysterectomy night like you used to have. You won't have, uh, uh, you know, it's uh, Ricketts Wednesday. You know, none of that stuff. You're not going to have any of that stuff there. This is going to be about housing for people that need places to, to live. Uh, all the brass poles, I'm sure, yeah. have been sold. Uh, you know, I mean, it's, just, it, it, it's not the same, but it's probably better for that neighborhood. I guess so. The organization secured $400,000 in early stage financing from the Community Economic Develop Assistance Corporation, according to the statement Friday. The organization that provides financing to nonprofits working on community development also announced funding for its projects in Greenfield and Hadley. Uh, clinical and support options plan to demolish the shuttered exotic dancing establishment and build a four-building... Yeah, it's a good... Yeah, gonna, new building. Gonna, new building. Four- you know what I hope they do? You know what I hope they do? Uh, like in the lobby of this place. Like when you walk in, they have like old pictures of like old Springfield, you know, monuments, uh, like you know, like the old Fifth Alarm. But they also show pictures of that naked guy dancing on top of that sign from a few years ago. Oh yeah, at the yeah, Fifth yeah, Alarm. Yeah, remember that alarm. guy? Yeah, I remember that guy. That was a great news story. That was some good good times in Springfield. Guy was a good dancer. How he got up and how he got down that perplexes everybody. The memories that we have for this particular building. Oh yeah. You know, or they should do it like. Uh, remember they put all the big sneakers out for all the basketball. Uh, I do. Things? We should do stilettos all over the town. 
celebrate uh, a lost art. I like the way you're thinking. Yeah. Don't you think? I love it. I love it. And you got to pay a cover charge to get in this uh, Friends of the Homeless place? <laughs> yeah, you know what? Yeah, it's yeah. ladies' night. Give me, uh, I, 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 I think I told you this story. Years ago, a friend of mine, we were probably like in our early 20s, we went to this strip club out near Ithaca, New York. Out in the middle, you know, they call the one up in uh, Hadley Corn and the Porn. Porn and the Corn. Or porn and the Corn. Right. That's exactly what this place was. My buddy's like, yeah, we're just going to go down to this place. And we're driving for miles and miles out in the middle of nowhere. And I'm like, where is this place? And all of a sudden, you see this little twinkle in the distance. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's an old barn turned into a strip club. Sounds nice. Yeah. And you walk in there, and there was no alcohol being served in there at all. It was it was a juice bar. And it was, uh, like, disgusting in there. Yeah. It, 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 you could just, you know, we were just talking about uh, mechanics garages. You know how, like, some garages are, like, really clean? You go to a dealership, and they're all nice, prim, and proper. And then oh, you yeah. go, like, a real like a, like a real hard mechanic. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care about that. He just wants to get your car fixed. And there's grease and grime everywhere, and there's goop at the sink that has more grease on it than the hands of the person trying to wash their hands. Oh, yeah. You know, that kind of thing. There are times when I have been in a strip club yeah, uh, because the the you know let's say we're like golfing and the dudes I'm golfing with said let's go and let's go catch the ball the ballet the Springfield ballet yeah, yeah, and yeah. you go to one of these places and I'm not gonna name names uh, but uh, when you go and the first thing in your mind is how quickly can I get the hell out of here this is the kind of thing where you say okay you know, will Springfield really miss the fifth alarm that much still yeah. places to go. To see naked women. Lots of them. There's like two right within walking distance of the fifth alarm. I used to work with this guy who who may have been an inspiration for a character at at one point. (laughs) But his name was Lou. Uh Uh-huh. Right. And Lou liked to to go to the strip clubs in Worcester. Because he would call that going to charm school for the day. (laughs) He lived with his mother. Charm school. First of all, like anybody, you're like in your 60s and you live with your mom. You know what I mean? And you've never been married or had any, yeah. uh, you know, any and, kind and, of thing. And the strip clubs yeah. are your only yeah. real, your only real uh, connection to yeah. females. Oh, I went to charm school last night and I saw that girl with the baby blues up there. Mm-hmm. She was dancing around. Oh, she was dancing just for you that and was, your uh, dollars. What was uh, there was Kenny Rogers had a song called Scarlet Fever. You remember that? <laughs> You ever hear that song? No, I don't. He's uh, her name was Scarlet. Uh-huh. Was the stripper, and he would get Scarlet fever every time he'd walk into the strip club. <laughs> it's a great song. We I should it play is. it. We yeah. should play it someday. Yeah. But uh, right now, your Pioneer Valley forecast is going to be <laughs> sunny with a high of 54, and uh, Wednesday sunny with a high of 55. It is 43 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. All right. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7.50. And Guns N' Roses with Bax and Nagle on Rock 102. Believe it or not, the uh, Mayflower Marathon is right around the corner. Three days prior to Thanksgiving, November 21st through the 23rd, we'll be broadcasting for 52 hours Outside the South End Market at MGM Springfield. For those of you uh, who are thinking we're going to be at the old place, no, it's a brand new place and it's going to be fantastic. The goal is to fill three 48-foot trailers 
with non-perishable food donations for the open pantry. We need your help to make it happen because uh, that's it. things are uh, things are kind of depleted right now, and they definitely need your help. So collect uh, at work, at school, around the neighborhood. Go through your your house. Donate online at rock102.com. Thanks to all of our many sponsors, including Capital Moving and Storage, Manny's Appliances, Xfinity, Camping World of West Hatfield, 413 Dumpsters, and more. You can get all the details at rock102.com. It's the Mayflower Marathon brought to you by Dave Miner, Exterior Home Improvements, Liberty Bank, and Gary Rome Hyundai on Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. We got lots to get to. Hit it! Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. By the way, uh, lunar eclipse this morning. You see all the pictures people are posting on uh, yeah. social media? And we're also supposed to get a, a, a beaver moon. We had the beaver moon last night. Beaver moon was last night? Yeah. Full uh, moon is tonight. Full moon tonight? Is, is that? I don't even know how that works. I think it's full moon tonight. A beaver moon. <laughs> beaver. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, beaver moon. Yeah. And then uh, and then the Powerball numbers haven't been picked. Don't you think there's something weird going on? There's something amiss. Uh, two Florida, here's clip number one. Two Florida police officers are being investigated after arresting a blind man over his walking stick. Apparently, the officers thought it was a gun, and when 61-year-old James Hodges became agitated, the situation escalated to him being arrested for resisting arrest. What's this in your back pocket? The navigational aids. What's the problem? You a tyrant? Yeah, I am, actually. What's your name and date of birth? I don't have to give that unless Yes, sir. I was investigating. Do you have reasonable Do you want me to put you in handcuffs right now? Yes, sir, I do. What is your suspicion? It looks like you're carrying a gun in your back pocket. I'm stopping to make sure you're carrying it properly. Am I detained? Yeah, you are. What's your name and date of birth? It does not matter. Yes, sir, it does. Do you have a crime? Would you like me Call to your put supervisor, you in here? Please. Right here? I want your name and your badge you number. Know, I'm putting yourself for resistance. Okay. All right, let's go. I watched this whole thing yesterday from yeah. beginning to end. Did you see this video? No, I didn't. And it's like... Okay, you know what? He doesn't have a gun on him. Why do? You, why is this like excess? Like, let the guy walk away. You realize it's not a gun. Yeah, he pulled it out of his pants. It's mm-hmm. a walking stick for him being blind. And then the other cop at some point goes, "How come you're not using it then?" You know, he says that to him. It's like because not everybody who has a walking stick needs it all the time. Yeah, the guy's I mean, walking down the sidewalk. Yeah, blindness doesn't necessarily doing. mean you see nothing at all. Yeah. And these are the kinds of people that give other cops a bad name because you know yeah. this the unnecessary harassment. Well, but on the other hand, I, I I can also see where a cop, and not necessarily in this situation, but in other situations, if yeah. someone is resisting their commands. Uh, you know, then you, you just don't know what this guy didn't. What's do, coming up next? There was nothing I saw that this guy did, other than protesting. You know why you why you bugging the crap out of me right now? Yeah, he didn't say anything. He was very he was he was polite enough. I would say right. he wasn't like kissing their ass, but he was polite enough to not be like you know he didn't say f you. He didn't you know he didn't go on to some kind of you know, a uh, tirade or anything. It just seemed kind of He just like, couldn't see why he was being yeah. uh, pulled over. So I guess if we're doing cops, we might as well do firefighters. Sure. Uh, New York City firefighters, this is a good good, good story. New York City firefighters had to save a woman who was hanging 20 stories up in a burning high-rise over the weekend. Here's uh, F- Chief Frank Lieb and firefighter Arthur Podrosky talking about the amazing rescue. The victim that was hanging outside the window was caught on the child gate. My role was to go under the victim and start to hold her weight so the member above me could free her arm. When moments like this happen, 
there's no room for mistakes and you just have to work together. The only chance for those people to be rescued was with what we consider our last resort, which is the life-saving rope. Heroic. It was awesome you know, that yeah. they were able to do that. Pretty cool. Pretty cool uh, rescue. I watched the video of that, too. Tell you what I'm really impressed by yeah. was that a child's gate could hold uh, the weight of a full-size adult. Well, those things are uh, pretty handy. Oh, I, I know they're handy, but I think that uh, that really says something about the quality of that child gate. I used to, I know that they were needed, but I used to hate those because you had to like, oh, my somebody's <clears throat> emailing me. Uh, uh, <laughs> I had to, I, I used to hate those because you had to like lift the gate every time mm-hmm. you, you want to go and uh, do. It's just, uh, it's just too much of a, too much of a hassle. Yeah, we we had one of those with like uh, tension rods on either side of it. Yeah, I hated that. Leave a hole in the walls. Yeah, yeah, it's, oh, it's, it's not, terrible. Not worth it. Uh, let your kids just be free range. <laughs> It's, uh, it's good for them. Clip number three, a mom holding a porcelain cup says to her little boy, you know what time it is? And here is his very quick reply. You know what time it is? Wine time. No, it's not even 9 a.m. It's coffee. Yeah, wine time. Wine time. You know what? That means you drink way too much wine for that kid yeah. to say uh, it's wine time. Not that you just, and not only that you drink so much wine, yeah. but that you announce that it's wine time. Yes. The kid's not making that up on their own. No. And she's like, it's wine time. She's probably uh, one of them Target gals. Mm-hmm. She's got one of those signs in her uh, in her kitchen that says, it's it's not a hangover, it's the wine flu. <laughs> or someone says, it's five o'clock somewhere. Yeah, yeah it's, right. It's wine o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in our final clip, uh, Alexander Tominsky, a man out of Philadelphia, has taken it upon himself to entertain his community by eating 40 rotisserie chickens in 40 days. Speaking of Barry Krieger coming up, yeah, no he kidding. eats rotisserie chickens from Costco all the time. <laughs> that guy could eat 40 chickens in 40 days. Here's the coverage of the insane eating event and uh, Tominsky's official 40th chicken by the Philly sports blog Crossing, Bro- Crossing Broad. Going to abandon pier behind a Walmart to watch a guy eat his 40th consecutive rotisserie chicken in 40 Wait, days. All right, stop I'm right there. See a win. I'm going to an abandoned pier behind a Walmart to watch a guy eat his 40th rotisserie <laughs> like, chicken. Like it's some sort of clandestine activity that no one should see. Nothing gets more Philadelphia than that. Going to abandon pier behind a Walmart to watch a guy eat his 40th consecutive rotisserie chicken in 40 days. Sometimes you just got to see a win. Three, two, one. Yay. Hey, what a hero. He's still got more. What's he You're doing? an inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably the best clip we've ever had so that's, far. That's the best I one. I like that. Let's see if we hear this guy again. You're an inspiration. You're a hero to chicken rotisserie chicken eaters everywhere, sir. Speaking it's, of which, Barry Krieger coming in. Oh just yeah, a few Mr. Minutes. Mr. Rotisserie Chicken himself. It's uh, seven fifty-eight, and that's now here. This with Bax and Nagel on Rock One Hundred Two. The more stuff. Rock One Hundred Two Springfield's classic rock. It's eight ten. And Aerosmith with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny and 54 today, sunny and 55 tomorrow. It's 43 right now in downtown Springfield. I want to give uh, the proper introduction here, if oh. I can. Oh, we do that. What oh. a delight and a humbling pleasure to welcome back one of the most iconic figures in all of Springfield media. 
Unfortunately, John Quill could not be here today, so instead we've got Barry Krieger. Good morning, Barry. How are yeah. you? Hey, yeah. Barry Krieger. You're an inspiration. Why am I here? <laughs> I'm a shadow of my former self, <laughs> unfortunately not physically. You, know, you, you missed the story because you were coming down the stairs here, but we were doing the now hear this bit, and okay. it was a guy who had eaten his 40th rotisserie chicken. In a row. In a row. 40 days. In one sitting? Oh. 40 days, 40 rotisserie chickens. One rotisserie chicken a day, and uh, he did it behind a pier, or a pier behind a Walmart in Philadelphia. <sighs> and uh, the guy, the one of the... People in the crowd said, you are an inspiration, sir, (laughs) (laughs) which I thought was hilarious. But uh, welcome to the studio. It's a long time no see. It's wonderful to be here and see you guys. It's been a long time since you've been in the studio. I couldn't tell you the last time because I can't remember anything. I can't uh, can't remember either. Yeah. I feel like, I was just telling Barry, I feel like I've had this sudden Barry Krieger burst of, uh, of, of, uh, of, of moments where you and I have been together now. You are at the, you, you stopped by at Rocky's. I, I was uh, slurping up the uh, pulled pork that they were giving away. That Which was, was good. Oh, yes. Awful good. And then uh, last week, you and I were, celebrity, bar- were celebrity bartending at the same time with Will Reichelt and that other guy. <laughs> and uh, and I thought we did very well for that. Yeah. And then here you are well, today. Well, you did superb. You filled a bucket with a lot of bills, and many of them were 20s, I noticed. You did way better than I did. I I shake people down. That's the that's the way to do it. You, you didn't even bother behind the, f- the bar. You just went out in the crowd. I didn't serve a single drink. Yeah, <laughs> didn't serve a single drink. Celebrity bartending. Yeah, because we're horrible bartenders. You know, we've had this discussion before. Where we're not we're not we're going to be lo- making that place lose money if we're pouring booze behind the. You're bar. a great shakedown artist. Yeah. Oh, I am. Because yeah, and 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 Joe Sullivan from uh, from Nathan Bills. He's done this before. It's an absolutely true story. The first time I did any celebrity bartending over there, somebody wanted me to make. A, uh, a like a vodka and soda, something really simple, and that so I'm I'm pouring the vodka in the glass, and then Joe literally like leaps from across the the <laughs> building and says, "Whoa, whoa, 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 <laughs> dude, you're a liability. You you can't preserve that." And I said, "Well, yeah." Said he wanted a double, so you yeah. know who, what am I to do? You trusted me. That's it. That was your problem. <laughs> so uh, you know, I had I had you over the house over the weekend, uh, and, and it was delightful. By the way, uh, other than the kids. All the adults uh, enjoyed the the fact that Barry Krieger was sitting. I like in my when you kitchen. were trying to impress the children with you. Do you know who this is? Yeah, you know who this guy is. No, yeah, no, who is <laughs> an old man? I, that's all. That's all they they saw. Santa but, Claus. Uh, but I, I see an icon. I see a, a, a well respected uh, reporter, a journalist, a broadcaster. All of those. It's been three years. No one knows who I am. Yeah, well, will you stop it, Barry? Everybody knows who you are. You got to be like Dave Matson and come out of retirement and uh, pretend. Well, he never went in, did he? I don't think he ever did. You know, that's uh, we're we're having we're going to be interviewed by Dave tomorrow. Yeah, I haven't seen David. You're doing the Dave show. Yeah, we're doing the Dave show. Answering questions. Yeah, we're going to answer some questions and he uh, and and all that and and uh, I have I have a question for him. It's like you know, I'm retiring in three thousand two hundred and ten days. And uh, here's a guy who has been retired for uh, a year or two. Oh, more than three. He's still going to work every day. It's like, this is the worst retirement plan I've ever seen. <laughs> who retires like this? If I retire, I'm not coming back here. He's driven in a way that I am not. I guess so. I, I'm going to have to get to the bottom of that tomorrow. But uh, we were talking the other night, and uh, I said, you know, you should come on because all these things bother you. So uh, what's bothering Barry today? Yeah, I, I feel like uh, Emily Latella with yeah. the, what's all this fuss <laughs> about violins on TV? You know, but it's not that. So what is bothering Yeah, what is bothering Well, I realize that not everybody has my life experience and, mm-hmm. and, and might not uh, actually appreciate the things that uh, sort of get under my skin. Yeah. 
And uh, and while I'm doing that, I want to preface this by saying I I don't want to minimize or marginalize you know the opioid crisis. Yeah, mm-hmm. but people have a job to do, and I wish they would do it a little bit better uh-huh. because it is not pronounced fentanyl. Why are they saying fentanyl? It's N Y L. It's fentanyl. Fentanyl. Yeah, fentanyl. Right. But not fentanyl. I think it's because all of our other medications are pronounced all. Second all. Yeah, right. Lunol. Geritol. Geritol. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's I think that's a you know the, the possible reason why. But it's foolish. Well, you know, there's a lot of foolish things though that <laughs> I the, mean, what 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 do you call the the pressed <laughs> wax, the platters that matter? Are they made of vinyl? No, it's no. vinyl. You, you know what? You bring an excellent the, point the here, The stuff Barry. that makes the leaves green. Is right. that chlorophyll? Well, it's chlorophyll. <laughs> Maybe you should go back to work for a while. I'm going to set these guys thinking, straight. Yeah, I'm just thinking, man, you know what? you got too much time on your hands now. <laughs> that's what I was afraid yeah, of. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what you're afraid of. <laughs> this thing's going to backfire, Steve. Well, I, mean, I, I mean, you've obviously... How many years were you in that, uh, that godforsaken business? Well, that's another thing. I, uh, people would ask me that, and I'd say, you know, it was uh, 37 and a half with an asterisk. Okay. Because of the three-year hiatus in Providence. And uh, I'd say, you know, sort of like, uh, oh, who was the old home run guy? Babe Ruth. No, after him. After him. Uh, Barry be, uh Hank Aaron. Oh, dear. <laughs> Mickey Mantle. Uh, Harmon Killebrew. <laughs> 61. Uh, Roger Maris. Oh, Roger Maris. Roger yeah. Maris. Yeah. I'd say it's like Roger Maris with the asterisk, and they'd look at me quizzically, who's that? You know? Well, yeah. you know, it's but just now, like those kids looked at you at the birthday party. suddenly became relevant in the last few weeks when uh, the guy busted 62. Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge. There you go. See, yeah. now look at you. See, you know, you, you say you've been gone for three years, but I, you know, I saw you the other night at Nathan Bills. When people realize, hey, who's the guy in the beard? And they realize it's you. <laughs> They're like, Bax, get get out of my way. I want to I want to see Barry. I want to spend time with Barry. I want to be barrified. <laughs> That's what I want. I want a baryectomy. Is what I want. <laughs> There's a way to get a baryectomy. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I th- I th- we're gonna need a baryectomy right yeah, here. Right. I think exactly. No, but you know what I'm saying. It's like you know, this is you know, people have this uh, you know this this loyalty and this this memory of. People who have been in local media, they just they just do. Well, people have not forgotten John Quill. No, they haven't. They they haven't forgotten Ray Herschel. How can you forget the fifty year man? You see what I'm talking dean. about? Yeah, you yeah. see thirty seven years. I mean, you were in people's homes for thirty seven. They don't forget that stuff. It, it's generations. I mean, it used to have like they got incrementally older. Saying, "I grew up watching you," and finally at the end, it was fifty year old people coming up to me saying, "You know, I grew up watching you." I said, "Okay, that doesn't make me feel old." I think when people go up to thirty year old Ciara Speller and say, "I grew up watching you," I think that's yeah, that's, you know, that's when you have a problem. That's where you got a problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though I, th- I think she's terrific, but it's like she's only thirty years old. I feel like an old man knowing that because she's been there for a couple years. See, you got people now born born after two thousand who are driving. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, I know, crazy. So, uh, you know, we there was a conversation going on at my house the other night about uh, how you would react to bad news being given to you by a doctor, what? and then uh, you had to basically. You, my, my girlfriend was the one going. I, I don't, I don't think I can handle bad news. 
I, well, I, I the, would have prepare my. I'd have to prepare myself for bad news. The way that story came yeah. about was that I got a phone call one morning after I had a, a biopsy on some mm-hmm. mold on my arm, mm-hmm. and they were saying, uh, are, "Are you alone?" I said, "No, there's someone here." And are you alone? What yeah. kind of doctor are you going to? Did they ask what you were wearing next? Yeah. <laughs> what are you wearing? Yeah, what are, are, you have the, on? are you alone? They had the results of my biopsies as well. Yeah. It, it, it was melanoma. And I said, yeah. uh, do you want to come in and counseling? I said, no, I think I'm good. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, let's make an appointment. Yeah, we'll you do you just kind of said, okay, well, this is just another thing that I got to deal it's with. It's another thing you got to do. Right. And yeah. the girlfriend said to me, I would have freaked out. And I said, "Well, would that have been helpful? You know, well, that's that's but, what I'm, I that's what I would do, right? Right." And I said, "Well, at least you have a plan. <laughs> you <laughs> plan to freak out." But then we decided to. So I so I said, yeah. "Why don't we role play? Let let's see if we can fix this." <laughs> said, Suppose I'm the doctor. I'm calling you, and I'll tell you we have to amputate your little toe. Could you handle it? Oh yeah, yeah. Let's start higher. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it went from there, and yeah. it doesn't get any funnier than no, this. No, no, so. no. It doesn't get. <laughs> it, it actually gets much more grim down the line. But I just thought it was like, how are we having this conversation at eleven-year-old's birthday party in my kitchen? Is like how to prepare yourself for bad news. Were any kids exposed to this no, conversation? No, no. All right, the that's kids, you had, the listen, you had the, five the, kids jumping on a trampoline. Yeah, they were. They were all keep. Shh, I don't have a trampoline. I don't, uh, yeah. Uh, you had a bounce house that yeah, you rented. Yeah, uh, as far as the insurance company is listening, uh, <laughs> I don't really have, uh, I don't have a at my house. Uh. They were in the other room playing. Yeah, yeah they, were too, they were too busy driving those all-terrain vehicles in the backyard. Yeah. yeah, if I ever have to file a claim, you're coming over with a sawzall to help me cut that thing up. <laughs> it was never here. What's this big circle? That was a pool. We had a pool over here. No, that was another pool. Remember that? Yeah. I got one more thing that bothers me. What bothers yeah. you, Barry? There's been a lot of attention paid to pronouns. I think there should be more focus on prepositions because I've been hearing a lot of newscasters say, in connection to. No one says in connection to. It's in connection with. And this is how small-minded I oh, am. Oh, look at you. Wow. That's bother you. These, you ever... oh, these are the things that, that, that have got you all tripped up. <laughs> I guess I really need a life. <laughs> and you ever hear that old joke with the uh, the kid uh, first day on the Harvard campus, and he's walking across the square, and he uh, runs into this professor, and he's like, "Hey, can you uh, can you can you tell me where the library is at?" And he goes, "My good student, we don't use we don't end phrases with prepositions here at Harvard." And the kid looks at him and goes, "All right, can you tell me where the library is at, a hole?" <laughs> <laughs> But that is more grammatically See, correct. That, that is correct. Yeah, I think we're in that realm, though. We are. I don't know, man. But that, hey, listen. Uh, but that's. Uh, but that it's nice to know that you're going to get some things off your chest. That's good. Yeah, this does feel good because it, these are things that bother me. Yeah, it must be very purging for you. <laughs> <laughs> no. I got no. another one from last night. Okay, guy talking about those uh, nails in the tires in Holyoke. And, yeah, yeah. And he was saying uh, so. They went to the insurance company to see who was going to pay the damages. It's not damages. It's damage. Damage and damages are not interchangeable. <laughs> you're like those you're like those those uh word word people on on Facebook that uh, when somebody says there or there depending no, on No, no, I, I will not correct those because those people are beyond help. 
but <laughs> I'll, I'll, let the, I'll let the other trolls do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good for you for standing up for your, <laughs> no, for no, standing up you, for that. You I have a, standards. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have something in your little bag there? What's uh, what's going on? There little, might be something. A little there. cooler. But what's in there? Wait, can you show us, or is it? Uh, it is might, it might be egg salad. Might be egg salad. Egg salad. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh my God! Is there egg salad in there? <laughs> Shut the front door. Oh, wow. my God. It's egg salad. Got- oh, it's a two. It's a two. One for each of you. Oh, a, a two-container egg salad. I stayed up last night oh, and I made guess, egg salad. Guess Barry, I know what I'm f- having for lunch today. I couldn't come here empty-handed. I feel like we got you nothing. Like, we should have we should have uh, put, put together something for a gift. Like a parting gift. You got, we got nothing. <laughs> you, you got me this uh, special appearance. I don't know why I'm here, but it's fun. Well, you're, you're here because we love you. That's why. Well, thank you. Yeah. Absolutely. The great Barry Krieger. Everybody. Yeah, hey, Barry. Hey, you're an inspiration. <laughs> so true. It's A23 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. <laughs> 8.34 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Dowd Insurance Agency. Insurance savings with local service, Dowd.com. There's local radio icon, Steve Nagel. It's election day. Election Day. Oh, it's Election Day! There you go. Across the country, voters will be, or, well, maybe they're already started. The polls opened at 7 a.m. It's now 8.34. Yeah, already had an hour and a half. Who's ahead? I don't, well, uh, with this, uh, <laughs> with less than 1% of the uh, the polls closed, we have absolutely no results to share so far. Well, what's the point of uh, covering this thing all day, then? Yeah, I don't really know. I think it's just to remind everybody that they have a civic obligation to uh, participate in the electoral process. We're going to suspend all music programming and just stay on the air all the way until 8 p.m. tonight. <laughs> Hell, we are. Yeah, I'm so glad that I don't that we don't work in that environment. You know, the people that are just like so all like fired up about elections and and who if their candidate's going to well, win or whatever. You know, it's a it's important. I mean, it is a, you know, this is an important thing to do. You know, midterm elections are usually a uh, like a report card of whatever is going on in the country at that particular time. You know, the economy is not great. We're all kind of feeling the the pinch of that. There's a labor shortage yeah. that's got everything going on. You know, you, know, you, you supply demand issues. Got all those things going on in the world. But ultimately, you're going to be voting for the same people that were getting us into the problems to begin with. So what are you really getting out of any of this? Having said that, I got to decide whether I'm going to vote and what I'm going to vote for. And oftentimes, it's usually, uh, well, who looks best? Who's who more looks, handsome than the who's next? The more yeah, who's more attractive? Candidate? Yeah. Uh, have you seen any of the candidates? You really don't have much of a choice. Well, there. I, didn't, I didn't say everything's an easy pick. Oh, is, is that is that you not being shallow by picking out the best of the worst looking person this uh, on is, the ballot? This is me publicly being tremendously shallow while internally being very deep and well thought out in how I vote. Now that uh, now if Martha Coakley was back on the ballot, I'd vote for that guy. <laughs> I I would uh, I would not. I actually have uh, you yeah. know some things that you know I that help me vote. Every single year, it's like some some criteria that I that I bring uh, to the table all the time. Uh, one, uh, don't vote for a dink. Uh, never vote for someone who refuses to go on the Rock One Two Morning Show. 
Never vote for a candidate who doesn't stand for anything other than the fact that they're different than the other guy. Uh, never vote for a candidate who claims they have the experience when everything is all messed up. I got like 15 more of these things. I could keep going on, but I got a lot of things that uh, prevent me from voting one way or another. But they uh, they do they all do that. They yes. all say uh, things about the other person. I think it's important to know as we look at the all of this stuff that the best and the brightest in this country do not go into politics. Just keep that in mind. They just don't. Otherwise, we'd be a little bit better off if they did. No, but the uh, the the conniving go into politics in this yep. country. That's how they uh, mm-hmm. that's how they get all that money. I'm going to vote. Think f- anybody wants to be. Think about how a lucrative uh, a position in Congress or the Senate would be mm-hmm. to for these people to be in there 30, 40 years. Sometime, you know, what was that? Uh, what was that? Orrin Hatch wasn't he like uh, ninety years old or he something? He was ninety like? years old. Uh, Strom yeah. Thurmond yeah, was yeah, a guy yeah. that uh, lasted long, long before the he- whole. The whole, you know, if you if you really want to, you know, go back to the Constitution and uh, you know. How this country was founded and the idea, you know, the when the uh, the framers of the Constitution put that together, mm-hmm. the idea was that you're only supposed to serve for a limited amount of time and then move on to the next uh, the next candidate because times change and the you know culture changes and all that stuff. Yet here we are, we can we elect the same idiots year after year or time after time yeah. every time we do one of these things. We- so what what's the We elect the same people over and over again because we believe it protects democracy. Democracy. Let me tell you something. The reality, the reality is, if you had uh, you know election limits, we wouldn't have a lot of the problems we have. When you uh, when you uh, look at things like uh, that Monsanto thing years ago with the you know all the seeds that were being uh, used in this country for food supplies and all that stuff can only come from one source, and that's Monsanto. Yes. Democracy was dead then. You, you didn't. Nobody had a say in that. No, you know, and except, yet the, we except the lobbyists that got that approved, right? And yet we continue to, you know, and we fight over stupid things. We fight over really stupid things when we really don't fight about what we really should be fighting for, and that's, you know, right. not having corporations run your country. Well, here's uh here's what I'm going to do. If there's a race that I uh, am in question, could go either way on, mm-hmm. I'm going to vote Pedro. Oh, yeah, uh, just like, uh, what's his name? Napoleon Dynamite. Napoleon Dynamite. I'm writing in Pedro. Uh, don't even, I don't even know Pedro's last name, just writing in Pedro. Well, let's say you don't care about Election Day and you're waiting to see if your Powerball lottery numbers uh, hit last night. You're going to have to wait a little longer. You're not alone. Uh, with the opportunity to become $1.9 billion richer, people across Pennsylvania, 44 other states, Washington, D.C., Puerto Rico, and the U.S. Virgin Islands bought lottery tickets and expected to see whether their numbers hit at 10.59 p.m. Eastern time last night. However, now, this is weird because there's different explanations coming out of these lottery Of, of what happened? However, this is from the Philly Voice. However, a clerical error delayed the drawing of numbers until further notice after an unnamed lottery failed to submit its sales information in time for the drawing. That's what they're claiming. Okay. This isn't the first time they've run a giant jackpot before. Just because it's a record breaker doesn't mean they don't have experience in running the the procedures for a giant jackpot. Right. I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say that something happened to the system. Something got hacked into. 
which uh, that makes the most yeah. amount of sense. That and say like a sixteen-year-old knucklehead working at a gas station that accidentally put ten thousand dollars worth of scratch tickets I, together. Uh, like that it wasn't ten thousand dollars worth of scratch tickets. It was a lottery machine. It was ten thousand dollars worth of the daily number. Whatever. Yeah, and uh, I threw the lottery system off for a day. Yeah. yeah see, that's the probably clarify. what happened. You think some guy said, hey, you know what? Let's see if we can happen. We picked up uh, 100 million quick picks and see what happens. And then the machine freezes, and all of a sudden the bells and whistles go off, just like that day in Hamden so many years ago. (laughs) It is sketchy as hell. I mean, there does seem to be something that must have gone amiss, and it does sound like like a security protocol was breached somehow. Well, you're not going to be able to. It's like they'll let you know when the numbers get drawn. They haven't fixed it yet. that's that's the other weird thing too like how bad is this mess up or how bad is it or this hack uh, which i'm guessing it is i'm pretty sure that all the office people go home after 11 o'clock they go home probably not even probably not even at work by the time the balls are picked i would imagine that that they're at least home or they're they're not they're not home that they're that they at least go to a bar after work and and watch the wait for the number to be drawn. You think that girl's all by herself in that TV in that station in that uh, lottery office picking the balls? Could be. It's not a real complicated thing to do. Yeah, I, I don't know. We're gonna find out. But you know what? I won anyway. So sure you did. Yeah. That maybe that would make two of us. Uh, last week, a uh, 36-year-old man named Jeffrey Carl broke into a home near Dayton, Ohio, around 3 in the morning and started taking stuff, but he had to stop when the owner, who's partially blind, shot him in the butt. Oh, there's a lot of stories about blind people. No kidding. Morning. It turned out uh, he actually knew Jeffrey. It doesn't sound like they're related, but Jeffrey told the cops the guy's like an uncle to him. The homeowner had been in a hospital, and Jeffrey knew that, so he was trying to break in and steal guns and music equipment while he was gone. What a scumbag. Yeah. Stealing that from your friend who's hospitalized? But he didn't know. Well, he, he's not going to do anything with it. He didn't know he'd gotten home the night before. The guy told 911 he fired one shot at a burglar but didn't know if he hit him or not. He said the burglar was coming right for him when he fired, and again, he doesn't see too well. Police followed a trail of blood down the street and found Jeffrey hiding out in a shed. It sounds like he was planning to sell whatever he stole to buy drugs. He's facing burglary charges. Shot right in the ass. Wasn't that a... Um, damn near wrecked him. Yeah, uh, <laughs> damn, wrecked him, damn near killed him. <laughs> um, that was an episode of The Sopranos. When he when he hires that guy... Uh, the rapper hires uh, Bobby uh, Bacalot Bacala to, Bacala. to yeah. shoot him to so he could become a famous rapper. Yes. And he winds up shooting him right in the ass. Right in the ass. And then the guy's just like a big joke. Like it didn't, it didn't work out. He I shot did. me in my ass, man. <laughs> he shot me in my ass. <laughs> I wonder if that's what that's what this guy said when he did. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today it is going to be sunny with a high of 53. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 55. It's 48 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Joe's in the Foo Fighters with Baxter Nagel and Rock 102. You know what? Even if it was raining outside, the sun is shining here inside this studio because uh, my belly is now happy. Villa Napolitana's uh, annual wine dinner. Is uh, is Monday night? I'm sorry, the Harvest Grand Wine Dinner. Sorry, yeah. the Harvest Grand Wine Dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Monday night. They just brought over some food, and it is all fantastic. Yeah, they got uh, delights from the land and the sea. Uh, I ate the land, which is uh, you have the description over there. What that uh, beef the, is? 
the beef is, let's see, what's the, uh, yeah, there's a description here. Um, there's so many things that we, it's hard for us to find it on the menu, wh- what the description is. Oh, uh, yeah, the Italian roast beef over wild risotto, braised mm. beef in a slow reduced red burgundy wine sauce over a bed of truffled risotto. It's That's so, so good. good. Then they had the pan-seared jumbo shrimp. With uh, onions and plum tomatoes and capers and fresh fennel. Oh my God, that was good too. And I, I have, have we got to go back and and have more. But the yeah. uh, the tickets are still available at Villa Napolitana at uh, villanapolitana.com, yep. or you can go uh, right to uh, the restaurant on North Main Street in East Lombardo. It's uh, Monday night. Make sure you go because everyone who ever goes says it's a great great time. Yeah, seven three two ninety three hundred. You want to make go. your reservations Oof. to get that? Ooh, it's so good. It is good, and I also had one of them uh, them rolls too. I never had uh, a shrimp like like this before. A big tiger shrimp. Yeah, yeah. I've never. I is that the way they all look like when they're in the ocean? No, uh, usually in the ocean they're moving around and they're not covered with butter and garlic. I get that, but are they this shape? Uh, yeah, yeah. The tiger ones See, are. The little, t- the little tiny ones much smaller. Not only did I just experience delicious food from Villa Napolitana. But you're learning something. But I'm learning uh, anatomy of, of uh, shrimp. Mm-hmm. I, did, I thought it was just the little tail part. Yeah, no, they, they loaded us wow. up today. They got There's this pasta, there's salads, there's mm. soups upstairs. We're uh, we're going to be eating for the next hour and a half. <laughs> well, that's okay. I, I never complained about having food here in the morning. Oh, good God. Ever. No. no. Ever. Uh, today is uh, election day. Make sure you uh, go out there and vote. You know, maybe we'll uh, we'll have a an election day wrap up with all the, you know, with all the expert analysis that uh, we clearly are capable of. I mean, we certainly went through all those all those uh, ballot questions today. With oh yeah, with, that was with great expertise. Stuff, yeah. yeah, no, I feel like we're, I feel like uh, you know, you and I are like <laughs> MSNBC and Fox News all mashed up into one and beaten senseless. No, we're nothing like any of those people because we don't talk about, we don't really get into it. Imagine you know? uh, being in a position where that's what you had to talk about every single day. I don't, I don't think I could do it. I, I think I'd be well, uh, so exasperated and you know, disgusted with myself. I, I couldn't finish it off. I know uh, for a fact, and you know, you know my views on politics. I really hate them. I, mm-hmm. hate, I hate having to deal with it. And I'm going to go vote. And uh, what I'm voting for is. That's my business. I don't really need to yeah. tell you what that what that is. That's right. You know, and people uh, will say, how come you don't uh, interview this guy? And how come you don't interview this guy? I said, because you know what? There's enough outlets out there that you can get all that stuff that you're looking for. If you want to hear opinionated stuff, you can turn on Fox News. You can turn on CNN. You can turn on any number of radio shows or radio programs. That's not what this is about. Yeah, you think we're you're not? Gonna, you're not going to learn anything from two dopes like us. No, and uh, you know what? Uh, yeah, I I, I uh, spill my views on on different things here and there, but I don't ever uh, make it a priority to right. talk about because it's just it, there's so much other stuff to make fun of. If, there's uh, idiots all over the city of Springfield uh, screwing up each and every yeah. day that we can make fun of. I'd rather hear I'd rather have somebody go into their workplace and go, "You know what? I had a great laugh. I heard uh, Nagel and Bax talk about something this morning that was uh, I was dying over." And then they they go and they share that uh, that laughter with other people. I don't want somebody going in their work going, God, "Those guys pissed me off this morning because they said something about this." You ever talk to someone that's all they can talk about is politics? Yeah. Every time I'm in a conversation like that, you know what I want to do? I want to get up and leave 
and not have that conversation any longer than I absolutely have to have. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't get into it anymore. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't get into it at all. I used to be wicked just, into it, and now I'm so jaded and disgusted by the whole thing. No, it comes through. It bleeds through. I can hear it through through your voice. Can you really? Yeah, you really. Do. Yeah, you I'm do. not hiding it very well. No, you're not hiding it very well. It's too bad. I was hoping you know, I was concealing it. But either way, uh, more importantly. Yeah, Villa Napolitana, Villa Napolitana just, just dropped it. With just, a, but they, and that's the wine dinner you need to go to. You need to call and make a reservation for that. I'll tell you what, I could use uh, tiger shrimps and uh, Italian beef, uh, roast beef for breakfast every day delivered here at the station. Hint, hint. That's right. Monday at Villa Napolitana in yeah. East Longmeadow. It's 8.56 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. <laughs> rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 9.12 and Quiet Riot. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Holy crap, man. What? Just filled out our benefits uh, paperwork because they're, you know, they've been bugging us to do that every year. We had to do the open enrollment thing. Mm-hmm. $658 a month just for health insurance. You're good for it. 70 bucks a month for dental. And then, uh, you know, you got all this other stuff, uh, you know, life insurance and yeah, whatnot yeah. and all I that know. other crap. It's expensive to live. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous how much they charge for something that you might need. And that's our plan. I mean, there are plans that are much, much worse. Yeah. And more expensive. Yeah. And you get less out of it. And that only that don't cover you for things like uh, disease or injury. Paying like forty bucks every time I go to the doctor's office for a for a visit. Forty bucks. That's a lot of money. Yeah. See, I I, uh, I use my wife's plan. I find it's a better overall plan. Not to knock the plan that we got, but you know, I just been been on it for so long that uh, I'm perfectly satisfied doing what I do. Just satisfied doing what you I, do. I do what I do. Yeah, That's it. I just uh, you know, you talk about uh, costs of things, and you know, it's it's like, how do you expect to live? How do you expect to think? You know, I was just reading this thing about um, the economy and inflation, mm-hmm. and yeah, there's a lot of that that goes uh, along with. Uh, repercussions from the pandemic supply chains and things like that but one of the things that was pointed out uh, in there and this was uh, an article from fox news it was um <clears throat> corporate greed was was one of them yeah w- was how all of these nobody stops these corporations from banding together going hey you know what? you're gonna raise your prices we're gonna raise our prices too and it's not about competition it's, it's about more like a collusion it's a more like a like a collusion thing yeah, like that should that should be the thing that everybody gets fired up about, not about uh, you know what pronouns you're using or uh, you know uh, what guns you own. Mm-hmm. It should be about this. Well, this is what it should be about. Most elections, and this is this is true. Yeah. This is the thing that kind of drives most elections. It's the economy. If the economy is going well, then people tend to leave well enough alone. Right. If the economy is going bad. Then it's bad for who was ever in in office, right? Because that ultimately it's the economy that drives everything. I just uh, I don't understand, you know, how we still get the wool pulled over our eyes, no matter who what po- party is in power. And this is why I believe we need an independent party. I don't. <laughs> totally this whole do. two party system is a bunch of bullshit, isn't it? And it really, it's... None of them represent you know, who you are as a voter no. and as a citizen. And, no, and, and those, none of Because right now, it's an assumption that one size fits all. And it's it's just not true. And it's being led by people. 
it's being led by the same type of person. They're just yeah. arguing different things, and they're both misguided. Listen, I've voted both ways over the years. I like going both ways. I bet you do. All right, I but know. you know what? I'm going to get screwed either way too. It does. There's nothing. This is what like when you do those national elections. Nothing that I've done or mm-hmm. voted for has affected me in any way. I still pay. I still go to work. I still pay taxes. I still do any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. I haven't gotten any. Uh, I don't know uh, any good outlook on anything. If, you know, the Republicans do tax breaks for rich people, and then that's supposed to stimulate the economy, but it really doesn't because then we're back in the same place. Mm-hmm. And then the Democrats are like, "No, no, no, wait, let's uh, let's do yeah, this." If you want to, if you want to spot up your bleeding heart liberal agenda, you just go right ahead. And that, but that's what I'm getting at, though. It's not because yeah. I don't agree with that either. <clears throat> I don't. There really is. There's nobody with any. No one. Not one person of either party has any sort of fiscal responsibility. It's all about how much money can I make for myself out of this whole deal about being elected. Which is why and I that think, goes all the way down <clears throat> to your town selectmen. Which is why Hate I to think break it to you. term limits are essential, but will never, ever happen. Because they will never vote on that. They, they don't exactly. want to take away their, their gravy train that they're getting from the American people. They're but screwing yet, us all! But yet that's, that's the thing that would Ugh. finally you know, right this yeah. ship, is yeah. term limits. Once you've had three terms, I think... If you haven't been able to fix it in three terms, then you're part of the problem. Absolutely. That's what I believe. Look at the time. Oh, it's uh, <laughs> 9-17 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Football season is...